live from Chris Christie's office in Trenton, New Jersey. SativaCross.com presents Ignorance is no excuse. Welcome to 420, ladies and gentlemen. Happy 420. What's up, Jim Miller? Not much and everything, Lefty Grimes. How are you today? It's not Thursday. No, it's Wednesday. We do this every Thursday. It's Wednesday. Um, it's getting me confused. That's that's <laughs> what it is. Did you notice? What is it? There's a delay on the picture that we get fed. Like if I raise my hand, it takes that long. Isn't that you cool? Got, have you got us on a delay? Do we have a sensor uh, sound or something? Well, let's see our producers uh, call in and let me know how the feed is. Yeah, I got our producer on the line here. On that. Let's see how she's doing. Yeah, we're not allowed. We don't. Uh, it's always been in the permit. No, no signs attached to the building, the railing, no leaning, no attaching, and it's always been in the permit. As you know, we attached we attached signs to the railings uh, 20 Thursdays in a row in 2014, and we attached signs to the railings. 34 Thursdays last year, and who was the last person here every time? Me, picking every last little bit of tape up and policing the ground. I picked up cigarette butts that weren't ours, just so we didn't get blamed for it. But this year, in spite of all the non-complaints for non-compliance, uh, we're, we're not doing that this year. No speaking to us off. Hi, Jesse Sanders in the house. So anyway, what I'm saying is uh, we don't have our full complement of, of signs up and we're going to need people to hold them throughout the day. We've got extra signs down here. We've got a sativa cross sign there that isn't put up yet. And uh, we could use a little help in that area. So There's a sativa cross sign somewhere in there. Oh, okay, I just want to. Awesome. As long as it's up there and people know. Now we're cooking. It's the Telling It Like It Is Live podcast. Yeah, that might sound familiar because our governor had an unsuccessful and somewhat embarrassing run for the nomination, Republican nomination. And what did he call his whole running for the nomination tour? What, what was the name of that? It was a Telling It Like It Is tour he had. And he did anything but tell it like it is. So we stole it. Right. We stole it. We had all last year the Telling It Like It Is podcast while he had the Telling It Like It Is presidential nomination tour thing. And uh, we invited him to tell us not to, and we would if he would simply talk to us to tell us not to do. He doesn't want to talk to us so bad that he wouldn't even tell us not to do that. There isn't a rock big enough for him to crawl under to ignore us. We're going to be here every Thursday as long as we have the uh, constitutional right to do so. And, you know, we do, we do try to uh, obey all the rules. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not bitching about the signs not being on the railings. That's in the permit. It always was. We always ignored it and nobody always said anything. But that doesn't make it um, 
allowable, I get that. So, you know, the letter of the law, no signs on anything, just means people got to help and hold out signs like Jai's doing. And, uh, you know, say step left, we step left because, uh, you know, we like being here. You know, we're, we're not here to be a pain in the ass to any, any uh, authority. We're here to be a pain in the ass to the administration. And there's a clear difference in that. And I think it's well recognized. Uh, at least I hope so. So, Jai, what's that sign say there? Turn that around so I can read that. It's not going to be on camera. Let me read it off. Marijuana legalization will fix our medical marijuana program. Less veteran suicide, more affordable. It lowers fatal opiate overdose rate. 100,000 patients would no longer be left behind. And that number is an underestimate. I always like to do that because if somebody says there's only 50,000 patients left behind, well, let's talk about that. I mean, is that the acceptable number? And I want to reiterate especially today why the Coalition for Medical Marijuana is here today. We're because of the overly burdensome regulations, the regulations that keep doctors uh, from taking part in the program, the regulations that keep patients from registering in the program, there are 6,000 patients, and there should be many, many, many more. So we ask ourselves, with who we're dealing with, Governor Christie, and even beyond him, it's never going to be really perfect. All patients are not going to get it. So, Lefty, how many patients do we accept not getting it? What if the number wasn't 100,000? What if it was 50,000? That's too many. About 20,000, too many. About 100, too many. About one. If it was me, no. <laughs> but if it's anybody, no. The only way virtually all patients will have access to their medical cannabis is if it is legalized. <coughs> so we are here to support that. And uh, the Coalition for Medical Marijuana was formed in 2003 by Ken Walski and myself, registered nurse Ken. We met, I uh, became a new board member of New Jersey Normal. Ken was already on the board. And we realized pretty quick that there was a need in New Jersey for an organization about medical marijuana, medi marijuana in the medical context. Um, because then we didn't bring on anybody else's baggage about what Normal may or may not have done last year or 10 years ago or anything. And uh, so we formed the Coalition for Medical Marijuana in New Jersey, where medical was the 100% the concern. F maybe three years ago, we realized how many people were going to always suffer, and it's not acceptable. So we changed our mission statement to include legalization, but that's why. And, you know, it's no secret I, uh, I'm a cannabis consumer, uh, but when I hurt my feet catastrophically four years ago, um, less use than social use was what it took to get rid of my pain in, in conjunction with a lower dose of opiates than would cause someone a problem. And when I hear people like Stephen Kuspelitz talk about, uh, and, and you, the amount, the numbers of milligrams of drugs, I don't even know what they are, is frightening. So we're here to support that today. This is uh, 420, April 20th. Let's see, um, April 20th, 1999. I was in court 17 years ago today in Washington, D.C., no, 1998. Doing the math, seven, 18 years ago. I was in court 
in Washington, D.C. with my late wife, uh, Cheryl Miller. Uh, that's because she ate marijuana in a congressman's office three weeks before that with the purpose of being arrested. So we were, and on 420, they called us down to go to court. And then they refused to charge us. And we refused to leave court. Now, I don't know if you can understand what that's like when the judge says, there are no charges, you're free to go. And then I say, no, you brought us here. It hurts, Cheryl. It's going to hurt her going back. We're from New Jersey. You brought us down here to tell us to go home. What if we don't leave until you charge us? And Cheryl said, maybe we won't. And then the judge said to Cheryl, if you don't leave, I'm going to have to have you arrested for contempt of court. And she smiled at the judge and said, but you won't charge me, will you? That was the mouse chasing the lion. The judge had no power. We had all the power. And I've heard these words spoken in a different form, but I rearranged it with words I'd never heard before when I told the judge that we would show mercy upon the court and leave. Not asking the court to show mercy on us. We were showing mercy on them by leaving. They didn't want somebody sick like Cheryl being the public face of medical marijuana in 1998. They didn't want people to know that somebody sick could go use their medicine in a congressman's office because it's, it's their medicine, and if that's what it takes to do it, that's what it takes. Now, even here today, um, there's people going to make a statement uh, about legalization by gathering uh, at New Jersey Weed Man's joint about three-quarters of a mile down State Street. They're going to march here, and uh, they're going to gather and make a point. Uh, it's 420. Uh, it's kind of a cannabis consumer's holiday of sorts. That's what I hear. I don't go by that, you know, 420. It's, I have never looked up at 422 and said, too late. I have. I've done it a few times. So, no, it's 422. i got to wait. i got to wait 12 it. more hours. Yeah. Just make up for it. How are you feeling today? You're in pain a lot. Sometimes. I feel horrible today, actually. And now I feel even worse because Slamo says, oh, play this song for me. So he plays me a link. He sends me a link of Afro Man because I got high. And I used to like that song a lot until I saw him beat the crap out of that girl on stage. And I'm like, okay, I'm done with Afro Man. And you should be done with Afro Man, too. The guy beats up women. Afro Man's done in my book. Sorry. I hadn't heard about that. Yeah. He was never in my book. Yeah. However. Yeah, you, you lay your hands on a woman, I'm done with you. I don't care how much weed you smoke, how much great music you write. I'm done. Uh, honestly, uh, I, I draw the line before that looming, uh, presenting yourself in a closer-than-somebody's-space manner as a guy for intimidation purposes, to me, uh, is demeaning uh, to somebody's uh, psyche as it is uh, against their physical nature when they get physically attacked. Um, there's no room for that, you know? No. And that song stinks anyway. Because I got high, because I got... That song stinks. Does, any, does anybody actually like that song, really? Afro Man? That one hit wonder? No. The guy's a hack. Come on, man. He's a woman beating hack. Afro Man. Don't ever ask me to play Afro Man on this show again. Anybody, please. Good, good enough for you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you in advance. So uh, the uh, gathering uh, <laughs> down at the joint's going to be going on till when, in case people are on their way in and can hear us? People are gathering at the joint right now, smoking joints. There's a big cloud of smoke down about six blocks down in Trenton right now. <laughs> and that cloud of smoke is going to head up the street here. <laughs> right over here. It's going to be great. I can't wait. We should have a cloud of smoke here waiting for them, actually. 
Can we do that? Can we have a cloud? No, yeah. No, not yeah. Okay, no, not on this side of the street. Okay, over there. And no, not over on the white bricks over there. Okay. Uh, patients uh, to consume their medicine uh, do that on city property, not state property, and okay. we have no problems, and that's kind of what everybody wants to avoid any potential problems. It's not that hard to do. You just let, make sure people can pass by on the sidewalk, and uh, we're good. Okay. Good luck with that. Well, you know, it's it's not up to us. You know, I'm not going to ad- admonish people. Maybe I, I, will. I will. Okay, I will. you will. And I love uh, doing that. You know, but I'm not going to. F- that's not our job. We're going to make sure they know the rules. There are rules. I mean, it's it's okay. Not with real civil disobedience. There are no rules. But this is more like um, a symbiotic relationship for a while. I've always found the real value here was when people did have a cloud of smoke across the street on a day like today and there was no complaints and no arrests, it showed that it wasn't that big a deal, you know? I mean, it's just not. Jim, have you ever admonished a stoner before? Yes. They look like they're gonna cry. Doesn't, uh, it, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, a sad, it's a very horrible thing to do. I hate it. I hate doing that. Yeah, well, I do too because Probably 50-50 with getting respect from people in my case, but those that do respect me, I don't like to admonish them. So I don't actually admonish. You know, Stephen Stephen Kusplich is my (laughs) work in progress. (laughs) He's not going to stop smoking weed for you, Jim. I'm sorry. That's not going to happen. That's never going to happen. No, not stop. That's not what the admonition is <laughs> about. Or, or, or interrupt. No, no. We just interrupt this. No, it's the placement. <laughs> the placement of it, not on, on this side of the street. Well, you try talking to him. I try talking to him. He won't listen to me. He, he went across the street already today. He did? Yes, Stephen he, went he, across the street. Oh, my God. A, he's a legal patient, and that's, you know. Stephen. But, you know, I can only do so much. And these are the people I love because they can help us get legislative the best. action happening. That's Everybody... Has the same vote, uh, and that counts for a little bit if you use it. Like I tell people, if you want to say, "I smoke pot and I like it a lot," okay, that's cool. And I think I, it's cool, man. And, and no, and I, but I do. But my okay, here's my point: if you simply called your legislator and said, "Hi, you're my assembly person. I smoke pot and I like it a lot, and I vote, and I wanted you to know that," and leave your information, that gets put in a box with other people that call and explain the endocannabinoid system and why they like it. It's all the same box. If you follow me, they don't take your stoners calling and scientists calling. It's all people, constituents who have called about an issue. And when people start calling, it counts a little more than a letter, a little more than a forum letter, and a whole lot more than just saying it to each other. So, you know, we got to break away from that. Nobody's got a target under that. I have an idea. Let's call the governor's office right now and invite him to our podcast right now. I'm not going to do it. I will. Okay, because before you've put that phone in my hand and (laughs) thoroughly embarrassed myself, you know. It all all boils down to how quick you can say, (laughs) you're on the air. You're on the air. It has to sound like a French word or something, and then it just gets by, you know, and then you get the talk. Oh, hold on. Are we getting feedback now? What does that mean, Cleo? Been getting feedback. That's what we're here for. We get feedback. We need to know what people think. Uh, are we getting like background noise, like we do, like the crackling? Is the crackling back? Let me ask my producers. Are we getting the crackling back? Please let me know if we're getting the crackling back. <coughs> sounds like a song, crackling back. Crack or back. Maybe cereal. Crackling All right. Back. Governor's office here. 
chocolate-covered crackling bag. So good. Okay, let's see how this works. I'm going to stretch while you do this and take a... No, stay with me. Come on. I'm going to take a sound check. This will be fun. I'm not gonna Governor's office. Yes, uh, good, good uh, afternoon. Uh, my name is Lefty Grimes. We're outside, actually, uh, with the permit, uh, doing a podcast. We'd like to invite the governor out here to, uh, to speak with us. Is that possible today? Is he in the office today? Hold on, please. Thank you. Waiting for the governor. Governor's office. Hi, uh, yes, my name is Lefty Grimes. I'm calling because we're outside doing a podcast uh, right outside the office here. We'd like to see if the governor would like to come on the air with us and uh, talk to us about medical cannabis. Okay, so you would need to contact the scheduling office. Any request to speak with the governor would be need to put in writing to them. I'll put in writing. Okay, well, right outside, though. He, he just has to walk outside, basically, on his way out the door or on his way in. Can you come with us? That would be the policy, sir, but hold on one moment. Okay, sure, thank you. So, uh, I think we're getting somewhere. I think we're getting somewhere. Really. I, I, I'm getting further than I, than I got last time. They hung up on me last time. They did. They hung right up. The crank caller. Crank caller. I didn't get that this time. They're sending me to smarter people, which is good. Not dumber people. Or, or How do I know? Do I, do I even know that, if they're smarter or dumber? Am I getting dumbed down or... or no, I think you're, it's a respectful call. It's, uh, yeah, it you, is. You called, this you asked good. the question, yeah. and they're dealing with a respectful call in a respectful manner. Okay, good. So maybe maybe it wasn't as respectful last time. I don't know. I didn't hear you do I'm it. I'm always respectful, Mr. Miller. No, to a degree. <laughs> you know, but this was serious, too. It's a serious matter. Uh, yeah, well, you know. it always is serious. And you did invite him on the podcast uh, personally. Always. Uh, when he walked by last year. He walks right by us. Yeah. He could just stop by. He said not now. Way. He didn't say no. Yeah. He said not now. Yeah. And you're just calling to find out yeah. if this is the now. Yeah. So I think we're on hold. I think they're recording our hold right now, which is great. I'm recording this too. We're both recording each other. Thank you. So, oh, uh, well. I have a feeling that um, we're going to get him on, on the podcast today. I'm, I feel lucky. I think the governor's going to watch all these people out here. And he's going to say, you know what? This is my fan base. These are my people. You stoners are my people. I was wrong about you kids. I was wrong. I was wrong. I'm sorry. Would you, would you accept his apology? If Governor Christie said he was sorry, would you accept his apology? Anybody? No. I don't see anybody. Well, an apology <laughs> without action? Uh, yeah. No, seriously, apologies. There you go. There you call go. me a son of a bitch and give me action. I'm going to shake your hand. Call me your friend and, you know, go behind us. But the, the thing that is, is he needs to talk with us who know and use health department statistics of his own state to say that, no, there's not nearly enough people in the program. It's not up to him whether or not the program is expanded. It's up to him to sign it in the law, but it's up to the health department to do it by way of the law that exists. While he can veto, uh, uh, say, post-traumatic stress, which we'll get to his desk this year, and he can veto that, but then there are veterans killing themselves at the rate of 22 per day. So what happens when somebody kills themselves after that? Is it partially on him? It shouldn't be taken um, so lightly, and 
if he has the courage of his convictions, and we're going to have a polite conversation with equal time and civility, why not? Why not? If somebody invited me to discuss the courage of any conviction I have about anything, I will. Why would I not? Well, unless it's the stuff I don't want anybody to know about or I'm only kidding and I don't really think that way, but, you know, it's not what I do. I expect he's on his way down right now. Yeah, I think he's on his way. Governor okay, wh what, uh, what would be the question? Uh, yeah, what's our soundbite? We want to sit down and talk about the lack of expansion to the program and what he had to say last week. We'd like to discuss that, and now would be a good time. And I'm, I'm well prepared. I'm sure you are as well. Yeah. But um, How can we improve patients' access to cannabis in New Jersey? Well, Governor? you know, it's, it's that he says that only real illnesses are allowed in. Hello, but sir? the logic yes, is... Yes, hello. hello. The, the log Hi, I'm, I'm sorry to keep you on hold. Is there a way that we can call you back, though? I apologize. Absolutely. Sure, sure. He's, uh, you ready? I'll give you my number. What's the name of the podcast? Uh, the SativaCross.com podcast. I'm, I'm sorry? Telling it like it is. We actually use his, um, his campaign slogan from last year, telling it like it is. Is that cool? Is that okay? You think we could do that? <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, so the number is 908-616- 0682. Okay, and your name? My name is Lefty Grimes. I'm sorry. That I, I'm Le sorry. I'm having a hard time hearing. Lefty. Wait. Lefty. Lefty. Okay. Lefty Grimes. G-R-I-M-E-S. Yes. Okay, and I'm sorry. The name of the podcast? Telling It Like It Is. Oh, that's the name? Oh, I thought that was a tagline. Okay, telling. Gotcha. Alrighty, thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. <laughs> hey, I think we got somewhere. I feel I feel lucky. I think they're going to call me back. I'm going to sit by the phone like, like I used to do with my hot girlfriends back in the day when I was in high school and they used to not call me. And I'd sit by the phone waiting for them. <laughs> She's never going to call me. Is she going to call me? <laughs> Is that her? I tell the marketers all the time. It was Christy. Well, Christy's far from a hot girlfriend in high school, that's for sure. Boy, oh boy. I wonder if Christy ever had a hot girlfriend in high school. Was Mary Pat ever hot? Is she hot? Jim, is, she, is Mary Pat hot? I don't, I don't look at people generally whether they're hot or not because... Oh, come like on, I, Jim, you're okay, hot. Okay, first of all, you're no, pretty hot, Jim. I got a mirror, <laughs> and maybe one day I was hot, but hot I'm not. So, you know, the pot calling the kettle black sort of thing. Okay. You know, uh, it's more about what kind of person it is, and I mean that seriously. I don't, you I know. know. I know. Right. She'd be the hottest woman in the state if she would help us get post-traumatic stress as a legal indication, you know, and uh, not to mention the gratitude of uh, veterans in particular. I don't know. Not just veterans. No, I, well, you know, the thing is... Rape victims. There are more civilians who have post-traumatic stress than veterans, even though the civilian population is affected less uh, percentage-wise. Uh, there are more civilians than veterans. How about parents of children that have uh, died? Yeah, you know, it's... That's traumatic? Some post-traumatic stress is from a, a, a lightning bolt of an incident, and some is, when you see it coming, it doesn't really lessen it. Maybe it's a different kind of post-traumatic because the trauma takes longer to happen. In the case of uh, little baby Sabina, that was too sudden. That, that would be, uh, you discuss that with... Uh, 
Paul and Phil, uh, Joanna, uh, that actually it's likely post-traumatic stress. She wakes up every night. Running their life. Three or four times a night just to check on her, her babies now. Yeah. Because she's just conditioned yeah. and she's just paranoid and, and stressed. Still, she's always going to be that. She's, it's never going to change. and It's never going to go away. It's, it's well, really sad. Yeah, you know, this year we're not. I'm going to say we're fooling around last year, but uh, this year post-traumatic stress is, I want to say, front and center because adding neuropathic or chronic pain is also. There, there's two issues that are uh, equally, I think, in my mind, at the front. But within the coalition, uh, making our plans that are more behind the scenes right now, uh, I'm the point guy and going to be the point guy for uh, getting post-traumatic stress moving and uh, getting people to take part and getting it done. Now, will the governor sign that? A lot of people say no. I've already got another bet out. But may I remind everybody that I made two $10 bets that he would sign the bill where uh, that um, Roger and Laura Barber were fighting for for their daughter Jenny so she could have medicine in school. She's a 14-year-old child. And he signed it after 137 days. We had a sign, changed the number every week on a Thursday. Yeah, yeah. He, after 130, he signed it. So the majority of people said he would never sign that bill. We're wrong. What I'm saying is we, it can't be a self-fulfilling prophecy that we don't get something done because we don't try hard enough because we don't think we can get it done. It's a vicious cycle. You've got to try it like it's your last effort. You know, like if I was falling and I had no parachute, I might try to fly. I don't know. I mean, what else am I going to do? You've got to do something. And um, this is it. This is uh, and. I'm going to retire from active ad advocacy as soon as that happens. There you go. That's a public announcement. may take a year. may take two years. I'm out. I'm getting old. I keep seeing pictures of me with lots of hair, brown hair, standing straight up. I didn't have a face that looked like a road map. You know, it's like that all happened while I've been an advocate. Yeah, you too in a way, though, you know. You still... I carried those speakers from all the way over there, over here. So yeah, I don't know. Well, it's more than I can do. Yeah, well, we gotta we gotta get this going on each day, uh, on Thursday, and you know now to support uh, others. It's it's nice for me to be able to support what other people are doing, uh, because I feel I ask people to support us. My producer just said you called me Leslie. Did you just call me Leslie? Did I? Did you call me Leslie? Did no. he call me Leslie? No. My producer says you called me well, Leslie. Well, let's see. I might have. All right. We'll have to rewind this tape uh, tomorrow. All right. Check well, that. You know, it's, it's, there's a video, video evidence if I did. Don't give me the spring training hubbub either. I was making a comment. Maybe. Leslie. You know, you call me Nancy. No, I would never call you that. Never, ever. Ever. So listen, the problem with Pennsylvania now, I talked to Dana. Dana... Well, Lorelai goes to school. So what's going to happen when Lorelai needs to take her medicine in school legally and she goes through the same rigmarole that little uh, Jenny Barber had to go through? I think that's in a, Pennsylvania. In Pennsylvania now. The same old crap's going to happen in Pennsylvania to these poor kids. You know, shouldn't Pennsylvania learn from us? I mean, it's, no. not, it's not like we keep this stuff secret. No, they're following our lead. That's the problem. They're following our... Actually, there's like a competition between other states to see if somebody can have a stricter 
what they call stricter law, what we call uh, less accessible. Leslie? <laughs> the, guy, the Governor Christie's guy called me Leslie. <laughs> it wasn't you. <laughs> Governor Christie. <laughs> well, that was on purpose then. That's funny. <laughs> you see how little confidence I have? I had a chance to go, I did not. I wouldn't. <laughs> I know that. And no, I waffled and thought. Uh, oh, maybe. No, I don't know. I am old. Yeah. I, am, I am old Jim Miller now. Well, it is 420. <laughs> I'm not a patient, but it's 420 for everybody today. So, Oh, man. Now, you're still uh, virile. Well, I think that was a, a good call to the governor's office. And seriously, um, it's not out of the realm of possibility that somebody like our governor uh, thinks he has what it takes to come walking out here. And in the 10 minutes it would take us to adjust to him being here, he'd be in and out with nothing but confidence and authority. And that's just... You know, but we would, it would be civil time. I, you know, there's, okay, he says no more people in a program because only uh, true illnesses are, are covered and that's already taken care of. Well, one, uh, no, all true illnesses are not covered. I guess he wouldn't be able to spell errors Danlos syndrome, but it's not covered and it should be, and there's many more things like it. However, what illness do you have? Uh, Failed back syndrome. Okay, so it's an a that's considered an illness, not an accident. Uh, yeah, it's I have um, spasticity. It's I have a syndrome. Chronic pain. Well, okay, I what have, about an, ac um, an accident victim? I'm an accident victim. Yeah, is that where it started? It started from an accident. Yes. See, I find that there's a lot of legitimate reasons, uh, and people in the program that don't almost really have what's considered an illness, more of a, an accident mm -hmm. or something that changed the direction of their system to where it developed into a problem. Um, yeah. it, it, this isn't just about, in other words, do only sick people go to their doctor? Hmm. Only sick people? If you go in a doctor's office, is everybody sick? No, hurt. Got something I don't know growing. I got a spot. I don't know what it, you know, it's, it's not about illness. So the assumption that we don't need to add anything to our program. And, you know, here, here's something else that's really insulting. He says it's because it's a medical-based program. There's so few people as if other programs are about um, social use as well and people getting in easy because they're, you know, a little lackadaisical compared to us. There's a reason they have a phrase, throwing away the baby with the bathwater. And that's because at some point you can exclude all people who are not sick at the expense of virtually all people who are sick. So, you know, cutting off your nose to spite your face, throwing at the baby with the bathwater. Uh, these sayings exist because it's something you're supposed to try to avoid doing. None of that to me is as important as the governor showing as a courage of his convictions and having that conversation, there is absolutely no reason he couldn't come in here with a handful of state please keep people clear and sit down and talk with us. There's no reason he couldn't. He should be able to handle us easy, right? Yeah, we're easy. And, and you're going to be, you'd be polite. I know you would. I would be. To a you know, he's, he's actually can be charming in person, he you is. know, as, as, as can we. Speak for yourself. However, the reason I'm here is we don't have a seat at the table. And if we had a seat at the table, honestly, if we had a seat and say, yeah, I'll put you on some panel commission, Jim, and uh, you get a vote, but 
it not a real vo and a recommendation, and I will or won't follow the recommendation. I just want to be able. The things that are wrong with the law, we knew were going to cause problems before the problem surfaced. We said it all the way, but we had nobody to say it to. The registry, that's going to inhibit physicians. 1% of physicians are able to recommend marijuana because maybe they're too damn busy to go back and have a course in pain management that they didn't need to prescribe more dangerous opiates. It's, they don't feel they should have to do that. And uh, they shouldn't. But now with 1% of the physicians there, guess what's happened? There are doctors taking up the slack. There are what we call pot doctors that have as many as 700 patients uh, recommended for uh, using medical cannabis in New Jersey. And the reason they're doing it is because they're real doctors and they're trying to help sick people that are being not just let down but excluded on purpose, as far as I'm concerned, they're excluded on purpose from the program. I heard Dr. Anzalone lost his lease on his office. We're still looking into the uh, storyline there. Yeah, he did lose that, but as, as to why, um, it's not clear yet. Um, he's not you know, selling now, weed out of there. Now, right off, he's a doctor who has made many, many recommendations and has helped people's lives in ways that you can only imagine. Yeah. Now, that's him. But we're not just jumping to it without looking at all of it. That's what I suggest the governor do. You can't just say, here's how I see it and turn away. Here's how I see it with Dr. Anzalone. I can tell you that, but I don't know enough. I, I need to hear from the other side. And so far, the building manager hasn't uh, been available uh, to tell his side of the story. But isn't that how problems should be approached? Right away, I know what I think. But I, I don't want to just blindly stick up for somebody that I, I don't take time to get what facts I can. And I that's what funny. happens all the time, and that's what our governor does. I think it's funny that uh, you know you can call Dr. Anzalone and get room service now at the uh, Hilton. Really? Dr. Anzalone, Cush to room 502, Cush to room 502, Dr. Anzalone. <laughs> In a perfect world, right? Yeah, wouldn't it? How cool would that be? Come yeah. on. Do you know that when I was in the hospital for 29 days, fourth time hospital stay for my badly, badly broken feet, catastrophically, How that not get I am not, that? A, I am not a legal Ouch. patient. I'm a, what's yeah. called a non-qualifying patient. How do you not get cannabis for your feet? Your feet no, are uh, but, a mess. Okay, that's how the playing field gets where it is. Where the playing field is, is I can't. I'm going to tell you that before the door closed with me in the car, leaving the hospital, my ride home had a big fat joint that I smoked in the back seat in the most intense pain. And as we reached the parkway, the pain was gone in a way that they could not provide at the hospital. Now, what's wrong with that picture? Um, what is wrong with that picture? Hmm. Uh, you know, it shouldn't be a fight hmm. and it shouldn't be something done surreptitiously behind the scenes. That word didn't come out. You, you do it again. I'll edit this out. Go ahead. Try it again. Uh, no. yes, I try to add a new word to my vocabulary every day. I do. I really do. I can't spell surreptitiously. I can't spell surreptitiously, but I can certainly See, but say, you can say it. surreptitiously. Yeah. I'm not afraid to try, though. <laughs> I do. That one, so that one, I'll come back I mean, later. Let me tell you something. i got to get some practice. We get so stoned before these podcasts. I don't know how I can even talk sometimes. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So good luck and good, good for you. Well, I don't know that I get so stoned. Oh, stop your 
Go stop it. I have a tolerance. I don't consider it so stoned, even if you do. Okay. To, the, to no, normal people, it's very stoned. I'm taking care of my feet and the byproduct is it feels good. That's what I'm saying. Or am I feeling good in a byproduct as I take care of my feet? Does it matter? Does it really matter? You're an unqualified patient who it just doesn't matter. I didn't realize how good this could be for pain and spasticity when I gave it to Cheryl for the first time in salad dressing. Do you know I didn't think it was going to work? Uh, and I had plenty of experience. And I didn't think it was going to help her spasticity and her pain. I didn't because it didn't seem to do that to me it didn't make me too relaxed physically where i couldn't do anything i wanted to do physically i'm not saying it didn't give me immediate short-term memory problems but i consider that as being so focused on one thing i'm missing something else but what happened is it was great it was really good and uh, i didn't actually Salad dressing, uh, it was almost two hours till I stretched her. I didn't test it a half an hour. I didn't test it an hour. I was afraid it was going to be the last thing and it wouldn't work. And I watched you do that to her a few times, and it was yeah. amazing. Her, her, her arms it, would go from, like, this rigid, that, yeah. and they would just to, loosen up like this. To loose, yeah. Loose. I, and, I couldn't and, believe and it. And beyond being rigid, the, uh, the legs would pull back, the arm would pull back. She, she, it would all be a, a one big painful contraction, and that was just all the time, yeah. except... When I gave her that salad dressing, it was the difference between spaghetti before you cook it and after you cook it. And I had never seen that. Actually, she hurt herself a little bit by one of her legs falling to the side. The leg that was rigid that you couldn't push to the side fell to the side, which kind of stretched something that never got stretched because it was too tight. And uh, her therapist always knew when she had her green butter, and the doctor always knew when she had her green butter, not by Cheryl being spaced out, by the way her body reacted. What is that like for the head of neurology of a hospital to have a patient like Cheryl in 1991 and have her come in in better shape than when he saw her from nothing he had anything to do with? And... uh, his name, uh, I certainly can say, is Dr. Anthony Lombardino. He was the head of neurology at what was then Paul Kimball Hospital. Went up a little more to administration, and he said that if he could write Cheryl a prescription for marijuana, he would, if it was legal to do so. He said that that long ago. That's because he's a real doctor. Patient welfare was his primary concern. And uh, then he did... Uh, prescribed Marinol off-label for Cheryl, and that was long before it was easy to get a Marinol prescription off-label. Um, and uh, that worked good. Just It did dull her senses a little more than cannabis, so I can see why patients uh, shy away from Marinol compared to God's given herb. Which is what it is. It's an herb. It's a vegetable. It's an herb. It's scary how um, old school people, like like my parents and stuff like that, they they swear by pharmaceuticals. Yeah. Swear by them. Well, the FDA, they're here to protect us. You know, if they don't say it's safe, it's not necessarily safe. And so now, um, with menstrual cramps being uh, a bill. A bill, uh, Assemblyman Eustace authored a bill for menstrual cramps to be added 
to the list of indications for getting a medical marijuana registration card in New Jersey. Assemblyman Eustace, very good on you, because uh, although I don't know what it's like personally, I can attest to being on the other end of that when somebody is in pain and I'm not sensitive enough, you know. I think uh, a lot of husbands uh, could attest to that, that, you know, it's a, a pain that I know nothing about. And, uh, but it affects half the population uh, at one time or another. So, that has possibilities now. I'm pretty sure that wouldn't get signed into law by our governor. But it should be talked about. And Queen Victoria. What does Victorian mean? It, not in furniture, in attitude. It's prudish. It's, it's uh, puritanical. And that uh, Queen Victoria uh, used cannabis for her menstrual cramps. And this isn't, you know, is that what they a mean theory. When they, is that what they mean when they say period dress? I don't know. I hope not. That's not funny. Well, they say period dress. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying it. Queen Victoria in period dress. I've seen that. And I'm, I always wonder what a period dress is. Of that period. Oh, that time period. Oh, that time period. Yeah. Oh, I, okay. I thought there was some connection. Okay, never mind. My bad. No, it could be. You know, I'm just, I'm just, quite, I'm just yeah. observation and a question. I'm, I was wrong. Sorry. Sorry. Well, that's good then. Education's always a good thing. And uh, my producer says, a doctor loses his practice over cannabis, while pharmacists aren't charged when people OD on opiates. So effed up. Are pharmacists ever charged when people OD? No, they're not. They don't charge. They don't charge pharmacists. No. No. Why would they? It's a big, big business. I don't know. I. Uh, it's beyond me why a doctor can't recommend marijuana, being a doctor in good standing, and with a DEA license to prescribe Schedule II narcotics. On your way. Steven Kospilich is not Steven. in the house anymore. Steven. He's not in the house. We love Steven. He forgot his weed today anyway, so I don't know what good he's going to be to us anyway. He yeah. forgot all his weed. How do you forget your weed? How do you come to a 420 party and forget your weed? What's wrong with you? <laughs> oh, he found it. Legal patient, he Steven. <laughs> like I always say, if somebody is a legal patient here, you got to fight that urge to say, boy, are you lucky, because I'll tell you the truth. Yeah. I know a lot of medical marijuana patients. Show the, show the camera. I don't know any who are right lucky. Show the camera those joints right here. It's right above you. Are you a legal patient? Or do you feel, but see, the thing is, to be a legal patient, um, you would... Do you feel lucky? I mean, yeah, yeah. Here, come. I've been smoking for over 43 years, so. You've been smoking weed for 43 years? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, fix that mic for you. Yeah, just uh, talk into that mic so we can hear you. How long have you been a patient? I'm not going to ask exactly um, why, but. A little over two years. Okay. See, but I can't. My, my point is, I can't say congratulations yeah. to you. Yeah, well, I've had bad surgeries um, in my spine. I have a spinal cord stimulator. That's not lucky. I was on opiates. That's not lucky. And cannabis got me off of opiates. I haven't used That's my lucky. stimulator in a year and a half. Yeah, yeah. That's better. You know, so, you know, and thank you for sharing that because as often as I hear people say things like that, it's never often enough. 
I, if everybody that that knows that actually took part, we'd be gone. Yeah. Put this. Uh, No, it doesn't. You know, how, how is somebody going to be able to do that at home? Well, throw some alcohol on the stove and blow yourself up, but you won't hurt. It makes no sense to me whatsoever. And we need to be able to get that access to that in our state. We yeah. need to make it legal completely because well, you there's know, a lot thing of patients is, that don't qualify. Your, your point about patients not knowing how to do that is well taken. Yeah, um, But, scary. you know, you could just, um, it's not maybe optimal but the first marijuana that uh, the late great Cheryl Miller had in 1990 was I didn't know what to do, so I put some in a salad dressing, mm -hmm. and and it did work right. even though yeah. she had the particulate. But then I would uh, just uh, mix it with um, alcohol and then let the alcohol evaporate off, and that would work without a, having a flame. So again, yeah. not not right. optimal. But you're not getting your THC either. You're not activating the THC by just doing a tincture, really. Yeah, you do have to you decarb it first. Decarb. And that's a you know, what's not that's not hard. But the thing with me is, I don't drink. I don't need alcohol. You know. You want to take? The, hold on. We're gonna bring bring a uh, Super Dave up. Hold on a second. Get the mic. Oh, no, grab that mic. Grab that mic. All good for a you, better. You way. don't need to use alcohol. You can use uh, vegetable glycerin. That's what I use. I like glycerin better, actually. So do does that does that yeah. does yeah. that then is that what what we're referring to as activated? Uh, you use that as a decor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah it works it great. I I had I had spasms the one night, real bad in my stomach, and I reached for the tincture, took two dropperfuls, and within. Less than two minutes, the spasms stop. Oh, absolutely. The yes. the, the prescription drugs don't do nothing no. like that. Well, if you if you're taking prescription drugs, you're talking 40 minutes to an hour before they even start to kick yeah. in. I've and then had them so bad. A zombie drooling on yourself. I've had them so bad where I take four muscle relaxers and See, they I, don't do I nothing. Refuse to touch any of those anymore. That's what I do. Oh, and when I, you know, if, if you can if go I all the way. I feel spasms. Though, I smoke a joint or two, three hits. The spasms are gone within the third hit. The pain's bearable. I don't have the nasty side effects. It's a very common story, but again, uh, that's not in a... No, it's not enough. Uh, um, lessening the, uh, the importance of an, an individual situation. Um, the basic human right of controlling your own pain in a manner that affects nobody else. Exactly. Um, it, it's, it astounds me in a, what we call ourselves a civilized yeah. society, but I'm not sure we are. It's a plant. For God's sake, it's a plant. And if you have cannabis, it doesn't affect me. No, exactly. In other words, I'm not Unless I'm get blowing high. it in your face, at right. which point I think you know. you'd probably thank me. Yeah, I probably <laughs> would, you know. Uh, that I'm not a, I, I, you know, I even, I'm, I'm even to the point where I'll say to somebody, excuse me, and I'll walk away so I don't offend them, and I shouldn't have to do that. You know, I don't want to offend somebody, but no. Well, that that um, I, do, I was you know? uh, with Lefty at a um, town hall meeting somewhere, and he 
would do at the town hall meetings what he does with the ignorance is no excuse tour, which is to find where he could legally use his state sanctioned right, I've seen them. cannabis. So, I've seen so his, uh, it was <laughs> it was just fun to um, see him do that. And yeah, and tours are a lot of fun to watch. Sometimes. Well, some of them. Sometimes. Red Line's not all that Red fun. Red Line was <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, at it this, happens, at this, at this, you know. at this particular one. Is that a loss? Um, you most have, of you, them are you quite ha- successful, and we thank you for doing that. Did we lose the last one? Did we lose la- Red Line? Is that a loss, or is that a tie? No, that's pretty a much a tie. That's a loss. Yeah, it's a loss. Yeah, yeah. By, for, by, for, Nobody wound up in handcuffs. It's a victory. Well, wait, no, well, Jesse had a yeah, Jesse got a ticket, so I don't know. It's a yeah. loss. I think it's a loss. Well, yeah. the the, yeah. the one uh, event that I was talking about is is like where you, you were saying you don't want to offend people. Um, Lefty was where he was allowed to be, but it was also on a sidewalk where people would come off the parking lot, and he'd be mm-hmm. nothing to see here. Legal marijuana patient. <laughs> you know, yeah. and it would and it <laughs> would no, it would like actually. Stung oh, people. I, that no, I would say keep calm. We're medical marijuana patients. Keep calm. And then it's some. It, then it's some. Don't yell into okay. it. Go ahead. I'm gonna let Jesse on. Jim, Thanks I love you. I never yell at you. No, you need. You, you, uh, I'm Jesse. gonna give up my earphones to you so you can. Jesse, she can grab Stuff there. I'll put. I'll put them on. Jesse Sanders in the house, medical marijuana patient extraordinaire. Hey, y'all. What's up? How are you? I'm glad to be here. Yeah. Happy, happy holidays. Happy, happy, happy 420. I, 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 well, that's a little loud. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was, oh, that good. was a good. A special good. effect. That's happy. That's 420. That's trippy. Sweet. It makes me, like, talk real low. Smoke them if you got them. Roll them if you don't. Educate yourself that it's medicine. Educate yourself that the pharmaceutical companies are out to kill you. They're not out to cure you. They're going to kill me, Jesse? Yeah. They want to kill me? They're going to kill me, you, your mama, your mama and them. <gasps> talk about my mama. I know, I know. It's a shame, though, because we're all we're all led to get sick by the doctors, and we're led to keep coming back and scheduling our appointments. And then when you go to the pharmacy to get what the doctors keep you coming back for, they look at you like you were a drug addict when you're just doing what your doctor told you to. And until you have a revelation within yourself or in some people unfortunately due to their injuries they can't they have to always be on medication of some sort in some form but they might be able to dose down but even though some people never think oh i don't have i can live without this stuff i had a girlfriend of mine tell me when i told her i said girl you know me i'm mrs green thumb i'm miss weed get off those pills she said oh no my doctor puts me on this that and the third there's no way i could do that i said Look at me. I said my injuries are a little bit more intense than your pull this or that. You mean to tell me that you got to be on morphine patches, fentanyl patches, and you can't maintain a job or hold down getting up before 1 o'clock in the afternoon, and that's normal? That's not normal. And living in a house and not being active, that's just making you like a sheeple. That's just making you a drone. That's just making you easier to control. You know, it's a shame. It's a shame because, you know, I used to be that person, but at the same time, I'm more hard-headed than most, and I'm probably overdoing it more than I should. You know what I mean? But I don't think that people should be forced to be looked at by the pharmacies like they're a drug addict when they're just doing what their doctor told them, if that's their choice. 
And I don't think that they should only be given that choice. I think they should be given every choice that they have, which should be the natural, holistic way. I feel bad for PA only passing, you know, wax and tinctures because that's just messing with it at the same time. That's messing with what God made. It's not in its purest, raw form. They're messing with it. And not saying that that's not good or it's not okay, but they're not even given the option of the rawest, pure form. And isn't that where, like, all the, I mean, I am from Mississippi. Forgive me for this dumbness about to come out of my mouth. Isn't, isn't that where the Amish people are mostly a lot? Yeah, yeah. Lancaster sure. and whatnot. And aren't they all about coming out last week saying they don't have one case of autism because they choose not to vaccinate? Didn't that just happen? And then they want to say, oh, and I know God bless Governor Wolf wanting to get it on the table. I was watching an interview, and he said he'd rather put it on the table, then turn it down, and it go back to the drawing board for another four to five years when they're already going to take two and a half, three years to get what's already on the table. And that's a shame because until your family gets affected, you know, by Dempsey, where, you know, their child's having a thousand seizures a day, splitting their head open, and they've got bumpers on their crib and bumpers, and they're wearing a helmet, and they can't have an active life, and the only thing they are is a zombie and they never can grow to be the child that someone let that thing marinate for nine months and push out for 24 hours, mm -mm -mm. what would you do? You don't realize until you get affected personally, and then when you do, some people choose to open their eyes and see, oh, maybe there's another way. Maybe not putting my newborn child on Valium, liquid Valium, liquid Xanax. Maybe there's a better alternative when there's proof. There's cases, unfortunately, all on the West Coast and in other countries. And we've seen it ourselves, you and I, Lefty. Tuffy, Tuffy's fight, God bless Tuffy. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. A child went from non-verbal, right. non-walking, zombie eyes, glazed helmet. over helmet. In a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. To a little girl with a smile on her face, picking out clothes and wearing outfits, and actually with her father mm -hmm. and her mother, you know, going to different events. God bless them. They work full-time jobs and then on top of it take care of a disabled child and still rally because they've seen it with their own eyes their child was saved i mean yeah. she would have been dead or a complete vegetable by now and dead soon and that's a shame because of pharmaceuticals just because of pharmaceuticals not because of her illness and her disease you're right her illness is a, is a major issue but the cannabis is helping with that the pharmaceuticals were not helping her it's 360 that child exactly She's being able to actually grow and mature like a normal human. She's you know? engaging. She looks you in the eye and engages with you now. Just she from when I met her a year and a half ago for the first time, just just to see her and to see her interaction with other people, her pictures with her dad and following her story online, it's like a whole different child. God bless her. Ricardo, if you guys are listening, love y'all. I think we should call down to the joint. Ugh. What um, what's going on with Ed? I don't know the full story. Did uh, well I think I think he's down there. Oh, he's out. Yeah, he should be uh, he should be out. Oh, here we go. There's a bigger Amish population in Ohio. From what yeah, there is a lot of Amish people in Ohio. I do know that too. But there's a large population in Lancaster, right? Yeah. So if that's their cousin, mm -hmm. and they're all about raw form, and they're all about pure, you know, and I grew up on a farm, I know about buttermilk and milking cows and all that why would we take a plant that all you do is put in some dirt and let the rain come down and the sunshine and sprout up and then you just let it dry and you can put it in a cake 
Nobody said you had to smoke it. Put it in, you know, I don't know, anything. That's the beauty of it. You can make clothes. Did people not want to realize that industrial hemp brought us out of the Depression in World War II? Hi, honey. How are you? You look distressed. You all right? I would also like to say thank you to not only the state house with our permit, you know, letting us be here on Thursdays, but for today, and our officers that are being very awesome with us being here. We really appreciate it. Because there's a misconception with people in marijuana. They all think that everybody's got to have dreadlocks, be stoners, and say what's up all the time, which it's okay if you do. But there's also the people that are behind closed doors needing it and having to wear a suit every day, not allowed to get it because of possibly a random drug test that they could lose their job that they're five years away from retirement for, but yet their health is in dire need of it. And due to a piss test and the almighty corporate man, they can't have medication that they need. So they're going to be quietly dosed up in the bathroom every two to four hours, taking whatever's in that bottle, probably two, three somethings in that bottle that the doctor prescribed for them. It's a shame. I don't even know where the camera's at, where I'm supposed to be looking. My buddy Jay over here from South Jersey. I'm very proud to have a fellow South Jerseyan in the house to ride and support with because, you know, we need all that we can get. It might not have affected your family now, but it will eventually because, you know, the diseases are only becoming more and more prevalent everywhere. I mean, cancer used to only affect a person here and there. How many people are not only affected by cancer, but now their children are being affected by cancer? We have to wake up and realize, is that Monsanto? Is that that food they're feeding us that they genetically started modifying back in 1992? Could that possibly be what that is? And then let's take it a step further and say, well, how is the pharmaceutical company going to grow if we're not sick? Hmm. They got to be doing something. And there's no money in a cure. If somebody says, hey, you get breast cancer, we're not going to cure you. We're just going to make you go through $150,000 worth of crap, cut your boob off, and keep you moving. But you're still alive, so be proud. We're a survivor, and God bless all the survivors. But when there could possibly be a treatment that they could 100% cure that cancer, why are we not screaming to the top of our lungs for people to be having access to something like that? We have microphones. We don't have to scream. Yes. Well, we do. No, but yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's an age-old question, Jesse. Why is that? I mean, what do we got to do to get people not just to scream at the top of their lungs, but to take two minutes that it takes to contact your own legislator? Well, well a lot that, of people don't know how. I know that from speaking to people on a daily basis, they don't know how. They're not educated in school anymore. Their parents might watch the news, and they don't think it's cool. So we need to okay, make a Okay, here's, here's my point. Let me, let me digress then. If there was 100 people here right now and 80 said they'd never contacted their <laughs> legislator, they'd be here right now. They'd, we'd have a chance to educate them and say this is what they need to do. And so very few will do it. It's well, I've done this for. Can we build my God, a website that's really easy to like? You can pick what county be, you're in. Jesse, I've said, I know your legislator's phone number. But I that's, could dial it on my phone. But they're not going to do all, it. All they're too techy these days, Jim. It's all, a damn shame. 
And I'm sorry, techie. why aren't they going to do that? They're too techy. They're too into their cell phone. They're too. No, not their heads okay. Down well, like you know, no, 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 that doesn't hold water. <laughs> that's not it. No, that's, that's, that's no. That's not even an excuse. That's a bad excuse for being a person, I mean, much less an advocate. Well, that's what kind of society we're living in. They have dumbed down society. Well, then you know. So well, then, much. then when they're sick and they don't have it because they didn't take two minutes, they could have. And we're not going to be where we need to be to help them. Some people rise to the occasion. Some I think it would be run, great run if we could come it. up with a website that was so simple to where they could click on what county it, they're it, from, it click all their the time. legislature. Yeah, that's it. And well, it exists. Well, I finally took my first step and made my card, and I am giving nice. these out because I have so many people that ask me, do you have a card, do you have a card, do you have a card? And I felt like I missed so many opportunities. So if I could not only hand on this card and say, and by the way, you go to this website, click on this website, and then with my marketing skills, get them to partner with like some but that, Burger but you're, King, you're, you're they make, would do it for a freebie. You're making the jump from asking them to do it to them doing it that's a big you have jump. to give them something and i think if you we had free food for crying out loud one day we had free people, food people are lazy i hate to say but it. they're hungry too they're not lazier than they are but that means they gotta get up off the couch well, you know, walk away from their rig go down to the state house open their mouth chew and swallow do you know no, how that, that see that's work that? that's work now here's my point jesse and, and, and let me explain how this works that in the time it takes somebody to roll a joint, they could simply type in, now listen to me, and even when I tell people this, New Jersey legislature, they could spell legislature with all I's, and the computer is going to say, did you mean legislature? And go, oh, yeah, I did. Is there a way that I could, like, we can have something and they can sign and... We can then send it on their behalf to the legislature. Yeah, and then if you're a legislator, what does that tell you? That people are too lazy to do anything other than just sign something. I mean, that's just a fact, so we have to deal with Look, the then, facts. Look, then this is what we, <laughs> no, we, we have to, then what we, we need to do, what you're saying is we need. We can't people operate when it's a yes, system. Yes, we can change. Listen, no, let me finish. Let me finish this entire sentence, please. We can change the way people operate. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here. We're trying to change the way people We're operate that are opposite us that are pushing against us if we can't change the people who agree with us to do the things that would take a minute or less then i should just go learn to play the guitar because that's what i did when i wasn't here all winter and this is exactly why i want to retire this is why i don't plan on doing this much longer because I need somebody well, to tell me, me how to. Well, you got me here to tell you to stop. You're going to be here because I need you here. No, and you got I'm, Jay I'm here. I'm not going like to be here. here. Yes. We love you. But you if we can't get other people to be here, we are but not enough. But we can. Enough. We just have to come up with what is the way we're going to do it. And that's why we need to brainstorm about a good way because people have changed. And well, it's I've a been, shame. I've been thinking about this for a long time, and I haven't come up with it. I, I use everything I got. All well, you my know what? I think blocks. it'd be great to have a fire, a barbecue, some soul food, and us sit around. And the hardcore people that are here on Thursday, let's come up brainstorm. And it's going to take some brainstorming, but we haven't really been able to do that because when we're here, we're talking about the laws, what's going on in the day-to-day. We haven't been able to focus on how do we get these people that are here walking across the street in front of how us we now. Get, the only real way to get them here is to find a way to make them sick or somebody they care about sick, and then they're going to take part. I don't want to go right to the negative. I know. No, I no, well, right that, no that's not the negative. That's the truth. That most people get involved when it affects them. Very much true. That is, that is the, truth. the truth. But we maybe and, if and we could come up with an idea that would. But we are here, and you are here, and you come all the time. 
but something you, you're, up. You're, you're, you have the conviction that it takes to show up. Because and, I'm and, a and patient. That's, and that's all it takes is to show up sometimes. I try to tell people that come, have a cup of coffee, stand around, watch the podcast. Me and you both. I have three there's, new people coming this Thursday need, from Pennsylvania yeah, we don't because theirs just passed. But, and but, they want to do what we do at their state house. What I'm telling them is we don't need to, to march. We don't need to do Amen. much. It's fun to hold a sign. I mean, no, the I'm marching, I'm not, I think that's a great idea. I'm glad they're doing it. It gives visibility. What I'm saying is that if people want to support, if people want to support, they don't necessarily need to do that. Not just people wearing their Rasta colors only on 420. We need people here on Thursday. We need people here when they have open meetings. We need people here when they have petitions to sign. We need people who get embarrassed when they say what should happen and do nothing to affect it happening. Yes. The different, here's the difference. Posers, I like to explain posers, it like this. When, when, when I bitch about something, I try to affect a solution and change. That makes me an advocate. Amen. Amen. When somebody bitches about something and, and does nothing, that makes them a bitch. Amen. That's what it makes. Them. If some, Lord, all somebody's going to do is say, here's what needs to be, you know. And isn't wrong, it hard for you and so I to carry listen, the weight of an entire listen, state? You know, here's how eloquent you need to be. Here's how eloquent. If you want to say, I smoke pot and I like it a lot. You call your legislator. You know his phone number. It's on. It's on a website. You actually call up and say, "I'm a, a resident of where." You, you register to vote because that carries weight. And once you register, I vote. I smoke pot and I like it a lot. Well, I can't. And I, and I want. And you know, here's here's my point. Let me finish. So, the guy after you calls. He's a neurosurgeon and he he says i think cannabis should be legal because that's why we have an endocannabinoid system do you know jesse that that guy that called up instead i smoke pot and i like it a lot and the uh, neurologist who talks about the endocannabinoid system both those comments go into the same box called about legalizing marijuana. One has no more weight than the other. So just calling, if half the people that came are going to come here, if they did that and called their state legislators and simply said, I think marijuana should be legalized for, for, for many reasons. If you want to know them, I'll tell you. If not, consider that I vote based on how people feel about that. How long would that take, right? Mm -hmm. I'm would, right there with you. It would, and they can say, well, I'm against it, but then they know that you're on the other side of that Well, I can tell fence. you one thing that I have been doing some hard leg, leg work on from since last season, my little festival season, you know, I get a lot of music, to this season because it's just started up. I've been asking people, like, about the program, and then they have a lot of questions for me, and there's people from New York State, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and I have had a lot of people from their mid-20s, to late their 20s all the 20s they've had a lot of questions and they are just simply uneducated and unformed and unformed yeah listen to me and well, the way i'm speaking as i'm talking about uneducated oh that's okay uh, but they don't know and they ask me a bunch of questions and i have some i have a lot of answers i don't have every answer well, then 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 what you can do to help is those questions people ask when you find them being repeated more than one person asking it make a note Tell us at the coalition, here's questions that I f find people having. And then it's up to us at the coalition to have frequently asked questions where people can simply go to the website if they okay. really want to know. And um, I don't think we have a frequently asked questions That would section. be great. So what you're saying now uh, resonates with me that 
uh, it's a point well taken. And if like they don't have the information, it means we're not doing our job to our uh, optimum and, uh, and you know, And like I said, I have a lot of information, but then I even find myself up against roadblocks. And then I'm six people around me with all these questions, and they can't believe what we do here on Thursday. And they're so excited about it. And, you know, these are people that are, you know, their own boss, having to sell their own wares, being vendors, you know, people that know what it's like to work hard and for them to want to know more information for Pennsylvania, New York, some people even in New Jersey. We have a lot of people in New Jersey who don't know what's going on, and uh, they do need to. And I even but, uh, we had frequently asked questions put together by you guys, me, hmm. and, you know, a good group setting, and then we could print those out on flat. I would even pay for them and well, hand them out. Here's something. Let's, let's, let's birch the subject on the air. I find it a good way to get people involved in something. Let's just, as an example, use post-traumatic stress um, for, for everybody, but mostly brought to light by veterans who commit suicide at the rate of 22 per day, far that above the civilian population. Yes, it's terrible. So that it is our right to present this information at any post office where they say we can. It won't be in somebody's way, but... You have the right to do that. It happens See, all the time. See, that's something I didn't know. Now, you do have the right to do that on Saturday uh, morning, three hours from 9 till 12. Cool. If we did that one time, I'm thinking we would find people that would understand, yes, um, yellow ribbon is not enough for veterans. Uh, you ask a veteran medical marijuana or a yellow ribbon. He's yeah, we can draw them in with the Patriot can, part well, on the front, and, and then well have the frequently asked questions because well, then that's no, going to open I a just, door for more questions. Well, this is a whole. That. Yeah, this is a, well. You know, I'd like to be able to turn them to a frequently asked really question. Cheap. I'm just saying, uh, as a standalone thing. See, within the coalition, um, post-traumatic stress is is mine. This is this has been assigned to me, and oh, I didn't fight I didn't to get that. it. It was more or less. I'm probably the best person in the coalition you seem good to do at that. It. Great at it. And I've been doing this. I was going to Washington for hurt my feet um, for, for federal uh, legislation to see that post-traumatic stress was able to be studied according to if the gold standard. If we could only have a hundred more you. Well, if if we had one answer for how to get people involved for two minutes at a time, that would cover a lifetime of anything I could do. It really would. It's the holy grail. Yep. And I agree with enticing people. That's why we actually had complimentary food on the last day of our season in 2014 here. This I is our third I season. So, I think I want to get some good stuff to hand out to people because now with these cards, I just have a lot of people that always have things they want to know. And if, like you said, we can think tank it, come up with like maybe 10 bullets, 15 bullets that are some of the top asked questions or facts I, I got a to I got a question for today is, are we in communication with the people who are walking here? Lefty was just on the phone with him and that's why he got up and walked away. So I don't know if he's coordinating with them or Yeah, what. I'd kind of like to know when they're going to be getting close. Uh, Does anybody know about the well, march, how far they are? Anyone that's standing around here by my well, what speaker? Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the camera that we have up there, our, our high-tech camera tied to the tent top. And say hello. Stable. But I'm going to have to undo that, and I'm going to hold it um, so people uh, watching the podcast too. can see. Well, it's not live, though. Yeah, but see, we it's have a live. That we, this oh, is that's the live? That's live, yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's it. Look. I don't. 
I did, I, oh, well, it's live. It's I thought it was just being recorded. Yeah, but it, the, the image is way behind. See, that was me pointing at it just a little while ago. I don't know so why that's so far late, behind. They'll see me late picking my nose. <laughs> that's crazy. And I would, I would think the sound is coordinated with a what appears to be a delayed broadcast are you by like, about are 10 seconds. Are you like seconds. me, not too techy? I'm not too techy. No, well, that's just, it's disconcerting to me, you know, to see, watch, if I wave the camera. Lag. Okay, yeah. now there, oh, so that's how they, that's Jim, how they Jim see on the computer isn't waving yet. Oh, here he goes, here he goes. You know, it's, it's disconcerting to me. You know, Jim, can I ask you, do you know anything about them confirming in New Jersey that they do the chemtrails over us, that they're releasing chemtrails over us? I'm honest with you, I couldn't care less. I was just wondering if you've heard, because I, I heard I, that they confirmed that. They I came don't, out and no, said that. No, well, somebody will say, yes, they have confirmed it. Somebody's going to say conspiracy theory. And you don't care I, about I, I, I'm, I'm in I'm in the, I really, out of all the things I care about, I'd I, I let that one go right over my head. I was just and wondering, I, when I heard I, that they I, said, I, yeah, we are, that kind I of drink, blew my mind. I drink tap water. Ain't nothing wrong with that. My yeah. dog does, too. I'm just saying there's, you know, no, I don't care. And she's spoiled right. I know. One day I'm going to wake up and whatever happens from chemtrails is going to happen to me. And uh, it's, if it's not in the I'll water, it's it. in the chemtrails. Not the chemtrails in the fertilizer in your grass. It's not the fertilizer in the grass. It's the Monsanto. It's well, like you better you better talk about how it affects cannabis growing, or we're going to not be shame. allowed to talk about it because this is an on-topic conversation. It's a shame that cannabis can't be grown in its rawest form for Pennsylvania. I feel horrible. Well, it's that. a shame it can't be grown by patients in New Jersey as well. I know that's right. Did you know that was a provision in the original Senate bill that passed? in 2009 yes, um, yes a patient was supposed to be allowed to grow six plants and have up to uh, I come from the south that's all I know what to do is grow I should be able to grow my own medicine and well, not trust my health with somebody else in somebody else's hands my health is now in somebody else's hands why can't it just be in my own after my health got taken from me being a victim of domestic violence I shouldn't even yeah, be here that's a rhetorical question with no good answer thing is, the thing is though what you should do is find ways where we can have that conversation with somebody with an opposite point of view because the podcast would be so <coughs> more, much more relevant. And people have reasons why. I've actually talked. Well, I'm bringing people from other states next Thursday for you. John well, 420, I mean, you're I mean, watching right now. I hope you I mean, see some, Thursday. Somebody to say I disagree but and, no, he's and on why. Our side. Yes. It's just, it's, it, there, are, there is an opposite point of view because we're – having a fight with people with an opposite point of view. We're trying to get the governor to come on the podcast. I would love to speak to the governor. I would I, love I, to. I would speak to a woman who works in the cafeteria who might be against this. I'm not sure. You want me to play I, Harry Anslinger? Really Anyone. Care. I would I, I, like to talk to them because yeah. I'm just... But, but have a rational yes. conversation. I could do Harry Anslinger's voice. You want a chair? <coughs> you, can, you can very well. But, but I, I, like you said, I'm, I'm not one of these people that wants to just... I'm right, and I'm right, and I'm right, because I am right, but I would also hear why you think I'm wrong, because I want to know why you think I'm wrong, because that's part of the problem, why our bill is so messed up, why other states have it illegal. Down south in Mississippi, they have s- you one narrow it down. Got to narrow it down. If you're going to actually have a conversation with somebody who's against it, the best thing you can do is keep it narrow. Look at that billboard. That's the uh, third time uh, or fourth Donald. time I've seen that billboard. What do you think a truck like that? Cost me. to rent. That's pretty cool. I don't know. It's, it's, uh, know you can't see it. It's a billboard truck. A really thin, Chris narrow truck of Chris Christie and Donald Trump. Didn't look flattering. I didn't see what it said. It said help. I don't know what the bottom of it Does that mean help? Is that us saying help looking at them? Yeah. Or is that them yeah. saying that they need our help? I didn't catch the bottom. 
But that's good. That's a the perfect summation. Sorry. I must say. No, Excuse no need me. to be sorry. That's what that billboard's uh, worth. Oh, this presidential Lumber. race. I don't. Th- I don't think cannabis uh, is being discussed enough at this uh, level of the primaries now. It was when everybody was on stage. Did you ever smoke pot? Did you ever when, smoke? Yeah, when smoke? they wanted to do Did their background checks and yeah, they wanted right. to go to college years. Yeah, everybody but, wanted to talk about pot then. Yeah, but but as, as you know, the next president has the power to roll back or either or not impede and let nature take its course or support cannabis legalization uh they're gonna let the states go on with why we are the united states um and look at dc right where our 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 fathers our founding fathers sat they hand out seeds on a regular basis to the people that live there in their community to encourage it because that cuts down on the crime that cuts down on the backdoorism that cuts down on Everything that's negative involved, if they just say, hands down, here, we're going to cut it all out. Here's seeds. If you want to grow it, learn yourself, get a book, educate yourself. It's your job to medicate yourself. Learn today. What's wrong with that? Well, as long as patients who physically can't have a patient who can help them or anybody, nothing's wrong with it. I mean, look at alcohol. And even if something was wrong with it, it's risk-benefit. All right, let's assume there's going to be something wrong with that. It's never going to come close to outweighing or matching or even comparing to all the good. It's risk-benefit. It it doesn't matter. If everything they said about cannabis was true, which it's not, but if it was true, it still should be legal because the benefits would still outweigh everything that's even a lie about it. Because look what's in it. I mean, I've never in my life seen a drug dealer that's allowed to have a bright neon sign that says open 24 hours. Come get whatever you need. We got, if you got an itch, we can cure it. You got an ache, we can give you something for it. You got a rash, we'll take four of these and call me in the morning. You know what drug dealers don't do? They don't card. <laughs> they don't card. Illegal drug dealers do not card. And it's a shame card. that people are forced to be? go to illegal drug dealers okay, for Here's a, a story I heard that I thought was very interesting about uh, the, the festival they have in uh, Boston every year. Some years back, uh, a couple of 16-year-olds were interviewed for a newspaper and what it was that they were doing. They were brought joints to try to trade for beer because they couldn't get beer. Now, what does that tell you? Just what we're saying that because it's not regulated in any way, they had no beer. trouble. They had no trouble doing that. What they couldn't get was beer. Well, my sperm so, donor died of alcoholism, well, and but, he but, was drinking beer till yeah. he was in the ICU. What does that tell you? Well, it that tells you okay. That tells you beer is no good. But my point isn't whether or not it's good because we all know it's not. My point would be that the regulation <laughs> of beer. Is what kept them from getting it. So if it's, sorry. if it's regulated. I'm sorry. Can we go back a second? You said your sperm donor? Yeah. No. My real father was an officer, a Chicago police officer, gotcha. but okay. my, my sperm donor, <laughs> you know, my the dad that, that just wasn't stuck there. stuck right in your head, right? Yeah. It, that net in the middle of the head. But got you know, that. if he smo- I know the only, sorry. I don't know a lot I about s- him, I but the one the thing I do. I saw look for like a minute. Is my mom said to me one day, she said, your father used to say the same thing, Jesse Nicole. And I was like, what? And you know what I had just said? I said, Mom, you smoke those cigarettes, you drink that black coffee, and just because you don't drink alcohol and go to church on Sunday, you think it's all right? That's not good for you. I'd much rather smoke some weed than I would go and take all this medication for my anxiety and for my bones broken up and titanium in me. And for a church-going woman to look at me and say... Seal clap. That she should, 
I mean, it just doesn't make sense to me how you can look at your own flesh and blood and say, oh, I'd rather you quietly go to your purse and take this medicine because your doctor says it's okay, but yet it's killing your liver. It's no good for you. It's making you look shrivel up like a bean. It gives you no will to live. Your kidneys are all banged out now. Yeah. But, but it's more politically correct, and you can do it quietly in a corner where nobody can see you. But until, I mean, I'm hard-headed. I would never have this happen to me, but there's not, I'm less than 1% of the population. Most people are going to not take what the doctor tells them to take. They're going to take more, and they're going to take more, and then they're going to move to something stronger. And the next thing you know, they get a full-blown addiction that affects not only them, but everyone in their family, their neighbors they're stealing from, whoever it is they go to school with, you know, their roommate. It affects everyone. Opiate addiction narcotic addiction no matter where you get it from whether it be a street corner or a cvs it is not okay it is not okay and if you have something holistic i don't even think marijuana should be classified and scheduled the way it is it should be rescheduled you know it should be looked at as something like shit i don't know hmm let me think let me think what do you think compare i can't compare it to anything because it's just pure it has so many different benefits both the male side as far as industrial with thread making clothes henry ford made an entire car out of industrial hemp you can google it he's got pictures of him trying to hit it with a sledgehammer and it won't even dent but then that means you're not going to the emergency room and once again feeding the machine at the pharmaceutical and doctor system can you, can you tell i've been influenced and touched by those stupid doctors I'm a walking paycheck to them, and because I walked in there and told them three and a half, well, whew, going on four years almost now, nope, I'll do it. They said I wouldn't be walking. I think I'm walking. I hurt pretty bad, but I walk pretty well. Turn the music on loud, and I kind of forget about the pain. As long as I have my medical marijuana, without that, I would not be walking, 100%. That's true. The nausea from the pain alone would keep me indoors, laid on the couch, and hugging a toilet. And what about people that have cancer? My God, the treatments that they do have to go through, the nausea they experience. Cannabis is the number one nausea-treating element for them. And Marinol is not the same. No. Now, what's this march going on? What are they doing with this march? They are going to be marching down the street very soon. Here, I'm going to grab a granola bar real quick. I believe they're going to be starting very soon. There's a, right now, there's a big cloud of smoke over the weed man's joint. A huge, huge cloud of smoke. And if you're lucky enough to be down there, you can actually get stoned for free by just walking through that cloud of smoke. You can actually go down to the weed man's joint with no money and get high just by walking past the place because there's so much smoke down there. And as you walk up State Street... Yes. Yes, praise the Lord. There will be more cannabis smoke up and down State Street. There's gonna be about over a thousand people here smoking cannabis, legally. Some maybe illegally, I don't know, but I will be smoking legally. I know Jesse's smoking legally. I, I know, uh, James smoking legally. Uh, who else is smoking legally? I should be smoking. There's a few smoking legally. Actually, here's my joint. I got my joint right here, Jesse, here. Let's smoke this in. Can we smoke right here? Can we, why don't we ask the officer? No, 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 no. No, okay, let's not. Now, Jim will yell at me. We, we know the answer to that question, Jesse, Lefty. and we know we can't smoke. You remember what happened last time we were smoke around them officers? We're not allowed to what smoke. What happened with my voice? How loud was it the last time we were around them officers? <laughs> 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 I run, I run from. 
Love me a Star Crunch. What are you doing? Eat your Star Crunch. I love when you crumble plastic on the show, on the microphone. That's almost as cool as when you chew on the microphone. Yeah. Great. Crumble plastic and chew on the microphone. Okay. We're at that point of the show. Actually, <laughs> my sugar's low. I need to medicate. I'm with you. So, I'm killing two birds with one stone right now. I think we should give a call to a I would just like to give a shout out to the good Lord for giving us this beautiful day. James, you're going to say something? Say it on the mic. I know you're going to say something. I can't hear you. I can't hear a word you're saying. Talk to the mic. I said, if you want to call somebody, call Joanne Zito. I know she was up there. I saw her. I said hi and drove by. Advertise for the dispensary. Get, girl, get on the microphone. What do you got there? We have this beautiful lady. They go into the back of her head. What is that? She's an angel. She, um, she really works for Compassionate Science, my dispensary. Oh, come on on the mic. I want to hear her. I know. Get you a little some leery of that. I want to go there. I, I want to make an appointment. Can I call them right it's now? It's just our little show. You better yeah, come on on the mic. I'll call them right now if you come on mic. She's, no, you won't. Legally, she can't. Oh. She can't? You can't well, talk? Turn, turn your head backwards. They don't need to see who you but are. I can. No, this way. Turn You're anonymous. What she's so showing you is for new patients new patients to go to this dispensary, which is compassionate. This dispensary is the, the best, best in the state. Belmont. They're the nicest um, and the coolest. They're giving a Actually, I'm going to Snapchat Gretchen right now. new patients for compassionate sciences. I'm going to call them right now. Actually... Get him on the phone. The like, parade's coming, but yeah, the parade's right there. I can't Imagine right Science is by far got the best product, best medicine. They have the best prices. Their cookies are fantastic. I am, I'm going to try to hold that camera. Hey, Gretchen. But with a 10-second delay, you won't be able to tell me if I'm, I, you know, there's no way to look through and know what I'm saying. So I'm going to do that. I'll hold on to the mic in case I have something really intelligent to say. Oh, can we get music on? Good. Well, they, they want to hear music. They want to, uh, trust me, they want to be hearing music. Yeah? Uh, yes. There's nothing. Really? Yes. All right. Can't get the reefer man on? All right. Can you? If you say so. How long will it take? Whatever you say, Jim. Please. Get a boss. How long will it take? What do you mean, how long will it take? Reefer man. Reefer man? Yes. Give me a minute. How long? Hang on. Slow down. Wait for reefer man. Don't walk so fast. Mosey. Yeah, they're going to want to hear. Well, what smack this cat here? Yeah. Ah! What do you mean he's high? Full of weed. Full of weed? Yeah. Well, How is this cat anyway? That's weed. Well, man. Yeah. Why, look at that dog. He looks like he's losing his mind. He's yeah. lost, lost his mind. Yeah. Come Jim. on, let's get away from here then. Right, here they come. Here they come. Yeah. Free the weed. Free the weed. It should be medicine. Free the weed. Free the weed. Yeah. It should be Look medicine. Look at these stoners. 
Look at this. I've never seen so many high people in my life. This is amazing. If this is what dangerous people look like, I love dangerous oh, this people. Is great. I love this. Look at this, ladies and gentlemen. A bunch of potheads, a bunch of patients, a bunch of people celebrating God freedom. God bless everybody freedom. here. Happy 420. Medicine, baby. Woo! Wake up, America. Hey, guys, happy 420. Yo, Joanne Zito in the house. Yeah. The, the woman right there. Phil Charles in the house. Cannabis yeah. does heal, my Woo! man. Cannabis heals a lot. Free the weed, man. Free the weed, man. What's up with the weed, man? Is he locked Where's up the weed, man? What happened to the weed, man? 411 him. They locked the weed, man, up yesterday. So everybody says some love out to the weed, man. On three, we're going to do a free the weed, man chant. One, two, three. Free the weed, man. Yeah. Wow. Karen in the house. Hi, Karen. Stay pop up. No, pop up. Huh? Stay. I don't care. You want to tell people to do stuff, get on that mic and tell them. Yo, what's up? Happy 420, everybody. Yeah. Happy 420. Yo. Cannabis should be fully legal in all forms for everybody, and it should also be educated and regulated only in the form of you should be old enough to know. I got mine. You got yours? Smoke them if you got them. Roll them if you don't. Yes, smoke always. Yeah. Can we smoke People here now? We gotta smoke across the street. Have you ever found that buddy? Ken, the man. Ken Wolski in the house. He is the man. Michael Chaz right in there. the house. Jason Arnold in the house. So good to see so many beautiful people. And not one negative vibe. Alfredo. Look at that. Alfredo's here. And Ella. Alfredo and Ella here. Yes. Hello. Oh, this is great. This is great. This is like a rave. <laughs> I've been to raves that weren't as cool as this. Seriously. This is better than any it's rave beautiful. I've ever been. <laughs> you don't see hate. You don't see no, color. Man. You don't see no, crime. Man. It's just a bunch of people talking about a plant. Look at that miracle in progress. Yeah. I hope everybody that's here today calls your local, local, local legislature. Tell them. If we just come out on 420 because it's a national holiday, we'll never get anywhere. We have to do this every day until we can all have gardens and we can be like, yo, look at mine, look at yours. Oh, yours is beautiful. Look at mine. And we can start healing look people. Look at mine. I'll show you mine if you show me yours. There's no money in a cure. Remember that every time you hit that CVS up, they just want to keep you sick. I'll show you my garden if you show me your garden. I thought you were talking about that. I was like, don't. Well, I'm talking about cannabis. I didn't know you were talking about your garden. What are you talking about? I guess because we can't have gardens, it's like a bad word in this state. I don't know. I still get hives when I think about it.
Good boy, don't ever play with guns. But I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. When I hear that whistle blowing, I hang my head and cry. An old cheaster, a cheaster, a real player named Easy, and I live my life straight crazy. Don't need no punk fools paying me, and broke groupies and hoochies don't faze me. I take two steps back and release myself to the platinum and gold on a record show. I don't brag, but I tell it like a straight up is. Before you do a record partner, handle your business, and don't get caught slipping over under, or you might wonder what's up on the mean. I call a spade a spade and get paid. Jeep show the way, so I give love to him. Man, do I smell or something? We're live internationally. We're here with Michael Chaz. Good. What's up, Michael Chaz? How are What's you? What's up, Lefty? I'm doing fantastic. Happy 420. Happy 420, dude. Yeah, you know, it's even fun down here when you don't smoke. <laughs> You're not smoking? No. Why? No, no. Uh, it's a you know, lifestyle style decision. I'm I'm ready for the change. Really? Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's interesting because um, uh, you know, everybody knows that cannabis prohibition was motivated uh, racially to keep people apart. Uh, so by who? <sighs> well, I for the sake of our listeners, yeah, Harry Anslinger. Harry Anslinger. Anslinger oh, of Harry course. Anslinger. Yeah, I remember that guy. If you've never heard about Harry Anslinger, look him up on Wikipedia. Um, I think even that source will call yeah, he's him a racist. Off. Yeah, you uh, basically created lies to uh, keep people apart. Uh, but no, ironically, not everybody really understands that. Um, that cannabis is non-toxic, that where the racial motivation for its prohibition came from. And so uh, I've decided to enter into politics. I'm gonna take my activism to the next level. I wanna represent people. I want to enter into the government machine so that I can try to affect change for this issue and many other issues from the inside. Uh, and you know, some people just will not listen to you if they think that uh, you're someone who imbibes. No, so yeah. ironically, although uh, I got into it because I thought that uh, it was immoral to separate people racially with it, and I still believe that, but for myself, because I want to reach out to people who don't necessarily understand about our issue yet, I think it's important um, that I refrain because then I'll be able to um, communicate my message to those people. So um, yeah, I'm afraid it's going to be a while. Uh, I, don't, I don't intend on changing my mind ever. It's not a hiatus. This is, uh, it'll be a long time. You, you know, Dr. Lester Greenspoon uh, told me a kind of funny story one day. He was about 44 yeah. or so, and he asked uh, somebody, uh, the uh, uh, prosecutor, uh, that he was, uh, he was an expert witness for the defense. So uh -huh. he was asking the prosecutor, 
I, he said, I, I don't smoke marijuana. Would it make a difference if I did? And the guy said, no, it wouldn't make a difference at all. I mean, to him. Now, you're talking about somewhere, I mean, a public perception. Exactly. You're exactly right. Exactly. But he was carrying that over to that particular thing. And when he said no, then Dr. Grinspoon and his wife went out on their first uh, weekend where they experimented. But you're exactly right. Uh, first of all, saying, yes, you've had positive experiences with cannabis and you're not partaking now because you're running for office tells me that it's not a big deal to not smoke. And aren't you breaking out in a cold sweat? <laughs> no, I mean, really, how, how hard was it's, it's when it's... It, it's, was, it, it was not difficult at all. It was all, like I me being say. in the hospital yeah. for 29 days. I didn't realize for a week and a half I hadn't smoked pot. It was, it was easier than you quitting know. coffee, I'll tell you that. There and you go. a lot easier than quitting tobacco. Yeah. So, but uh, running for office also, uh, you'll have success whether you win the election or not. Right. simply by getting whatever issues you hold important right. out. And, and so this is a very important issue for me, not just because I've been a cannabis activist for all of the reasons that I have, but up in my town, heroin is becoming a, a huge problem. And as you both know about the American Medical Associations and the studies they have, uh, is it uh, states with robust medical programs or just leaving that study? Well, the study with first 13 states, uh, because they had okay. their laws in place by 2010, which okay. is when the study wrapped and up. And in, in those states that had those medical marijuana programs in, they saw a 25% reduction in opioid deaths. Yes, after a year. And, and, and at the end of the first year, they saw an immediate 20% reduction, and it kind of, with Alaska going over 50%. And so that's hugely important. I mean, yeah, like, usually, isn't it? I mean, you know, it's sort of like I'm, we have, you know, in my town, everybody's, you know, banging their heads together trying to figure out what to do about this epidemic. And I am convinced and the American Medical Association's findings confirm that legalizing cannabis is part of the solution to our heroin problem. So, so I'm here and I'm abstaining and I'm still preaching that message so you know, that you know people who are averse to cannabis might listen. I have a story about Maine. Maine is the first state that's going to okay medical pots. ...cannabis for opiate addiction and illegal narcotics. Wow, nearly 30 medical marijuana caregivers and patients told state regulators at a public hearing that marijuana eases symptoms of opioid withdrawal and offers a healthier alternative to prescription painkillers that can lead to addiction. You know, when they say alternative, too, though, it, it's, that's true. But it's also a good, as in what's called an adjunct medicine, you don't have to have either or. That to put it simply, the synergistic effect proven in gold standard studies is if you needed 10 units of cannabis for pain relief without an opiate, and you needed 10 units of an opiate for pain relief without cannabis, you might need two units of each, not five. Doesn't total 10 all of a sudden. So you have an 80% reduction in your opiate use for as good or better relief, and you have a reduction for those who don't want to get high. I know, it's hard for people to believe. There's people who hurt that don't want to get high getting unhurt. but. If you got a little bit of opiates and a little bit of cannabis, you really wouldn't get that kind of high that people are afraid of, you know? 
And, you know, it told me at the hospital, even when it comes to the obits, don't worry about what it's going to do. You want to get rid of the pain. And for a certain degree, that's, that's correct. But the idea that what you're talking about is we can lower the overdose death rate due to opiates by 25% if we included neuropathic and chronic pain in our law. That not including it is responsible for one-fifth for, uh, one of the overdose deaths on opiates. Not having that is responsible. So what does that make somebody culpable of, not legally, that stands in the way of using cannabis for pain medically? Now, most people here don't need permission to use cannabis for their pain or for whatever. That's why everybody's here today. It's pretty special being around like-minded individuals that carry out ways to the same goal differently, but that we are all going the same direction. And um, I like seeing it. I don't see any, any problems. I don't see any... It's the one thing Anything that we can all on? agree on. Um, Some people don't agree. The representatives of Maine's medical establishment spoke in opposition, saying that there is no scientific evidence backing up claims that marijuana effectively treats addiction. So there you go. Okay, well, you know, this is like Case saying, closed, sorry. Now, now, in the broad sense that they're going to want to draw somebody into is the semantics of no studies, what's a proper gold standard, gold seal It's anecdotal. Study. It's anecdotal, no, Jim. Yeah, but, but no, even when it studies, the studies won't be good enough. No, but I would, I would suggest that if they are not willing to talk about the fact that up until this year, National Institute of Drug Abuse did not allow studies for medical benefits by virtue of not releasing the only cannabis legal in this country to do a gold standard study. They would not release it. So for those who want to hide behind, there's no studies, I would assume that you want studies because when the studies are done and prove that it doesn't work, good for you. But guess what's going to happen? That's not what's going to be shown. I asked Terry Farley, the late Terry Farley, so I'm not going to say nothing bad about him because he died last year, but I asked him 10 years ago, head of the Narcotic Strike Force of Ocean County and the uh, first assistant prosecutor leading the anti-medical uh, and marijuana crusade, I told him that we should be the first two signatories of a petition to fast track the studies immediately so he could prove that it isn't as effective as he said it isn't. And did he sign right away? He looked at me like, what are, what are you kidding? I'm not going to do that. And I say, I know it's about courage and conviction. But my it? point yeah. is, is for and against, we should want the studies, but now they are being done. It's too late soon to even say that, but I'm glad to see that you know, I look around and I, I asked this question a couple of days ago. Uh, who here smoked marijuana in 1970? No. No, you got me. All right. You got me. Sorry, Jim. In 1970, I'm looking at a couple of hands here. All right. I'm just, I'm just saying, we're still here. I'm not, we're not going on to harder drugs. Smiling pretty damn good. So I think we should have some standing just by saying I'm part of a longitudinal study, a lifelong study. You know, I'm doing good as I can be by my standards. I want to sign this thing. It's a cypher joint. Look at that. I got the cypher joint in my hand. Yo, man. This thing's going to travel the whole East Coast, bro. Now, where did that start out? This Tell is us so about cool. This. It started in Maine. Maine, right? Oh, man. Come on. 
This is great. Was Kyle. What's up, buddy? Do we have a mic that we just... Sure. Yeah. yeah. Of course we do. Kyle, here. Come here. First of all, come sit down here. Yeah, Kyle get Moore. Get over here. No, no, I'm, I'm good. Uh, this is... I'm here helping Lefty Podcast. Yeah, we want to hear you. I didn't organize. I didn't do anything. Yeah. I'm enjoying being a participant, yes, and too. I'm loving it. Me so too. sit down and let me be a participant. You're going to be a speaker? Yes, yeah. Can Absolutely. The There's a mic right here. Just grab this white microphone right here. There you go. Yeah. I don't have a stand. I'm sorry. I'm a stoner. I forgot the stand. I forgot one thing today, and that was the mic stand. So, deal. Deal. As I do. As I do with my own cannabis problems. Actually, I have no problems. I just forget your stuff. Is that, is that running out? Is that what you mean? Yeah, running out of cannabis is a problem. I hate running out. And I hate when my joint goes out, too. And I hate when I have no lighter to light this thing. Who has a lighter? <sighs> I need to smoke some. The only thing I can't smoke right here because I'm going to get in trouble. So I can't smoke here. But I will. Oh, I'm going to get in trouble. Are we in trouble? Am I in trouble already? I didn't do it. I didn't, I didn't light it. I didn't light it. I swear I didn't light it. Uh-oh. Let me sign my name here. Lefty Grimes. Lefty Grimes. G. How do you spell Grimes? G R I M E S. Okay. Okay, you could come and arrest me now. I didn't like this, I swear. Can I have a light? What are the parameters? I have to be across the street, right? Smoke this? In the street, I have to be off the border of the, the, the sidewalk there? Is it NFL rules or soccer rules? Where does the joint have to be? Does the joint have to be over the border? Or where does the joint have to be? Which side of the border? Can my body be on this side of the border and the joint over there? Can I visit Pennsylvania with this joint and put the joint over here? And I don't, I don't know these rules anymore. It doesn't make sense. My, my conditions don't change because I cross a border. I'm still sick. I'm still a sick person over the Pennsylvania border. I don't get it. Like, what do they want me to do? Well, smoke your weed at home, they say. Well, okay. Well, I, can't, I, can't, I have to leave my house to, to get food. What, do I have to just stay home the rest of my life now? I'm a little shut-in. I'm a marijuana shut-in. I don't want to be a marijuana shut-in. I want to be free. I want freedom. I want to be a marijuana freedom. Yeah, man. I want freedom. It smells like freedom around here. I smell freedom. I smell a lot of freedom out there. <laughs> I'm loving that. That's pretty loud. That's some loud freedom you got there. <laughs> You ready? Vanessa, here we go. Vanessa, everybody, pay attention. Pay attention. Or she will. Yes. All right, folks, you want to gather on this side so you can see better? Welcome to Trenton State House and happy 420. My name is Vanessa Maria, and I am the founder and coordinator of the East Coast Cannabis Coalition. And welcome to our March to the State House and third annual 420 Rally for Legalization. This is my uh, colleague and fellow co-organizer, Kyle Moore. Hey guys, happy 420. Thanks for all coming out for our third annual 420 Smokeout. We have never had arrests here, so I'm so proud of you all coming out in support again to prevent arrests. And let's all give a hand of applause to Vanessa Maria for again organizing this rally for us. I wasn't the only one. 
There's a whole group of us working in New Jersey and all over the East Coast in support of cannabis legalization and wanting to end the drug war. We have these rallies and events not because we think that's the thing that's going to convince President Obama to remove cannabis from the Schedule One list. We know it doesn't convince Governor Christie from signing any legalization bills. But we hold these events so that we can meet like-minded people, we can share ideas, network, and work on future projects together. And since we've been doing these events for the last three years, I'm proud to say that the East Coast Cannabis Coalition was something born out of these rallies, and now the East Coast Unity Cipher. Where's the giant joy torch at? So we created a campaign um, to create more awareness about all the people doing grassroots activism on the ground on the East Coast states because much of the news and information about cannabis legalization is about West Coast states and all the money they're making. And we kind of feel left out over here on the East Coast because people are still getting arrested. 25,000 people in the state of New Jersey got arrested last year for cannabis. And that actually went up from 20,000. So... Um, this joint torch was created in Baltimore by our friend Kevin Cranford of Maryland Normal. And that's right, give it up for Kevin for making this nice science. Pro See, stoners are productive. And we sent it to Portland, Maine. And it went from Portland, Maine to New Hampshire to Vermont to Boston, Massachusetts to Connecticut. We were in New York City yesterday with it at the UN General Assembly Special Session on the World Drug Problem. So we had a nice little rally outside of the UN. And it will go to our friends in Philly later on today. And then we have some Delaware folks here. They will take it to Delaware later on this evening. It'll be in Delaware tomorrow. It will be in Baltimore on uh, Friday. And Saturday, it will be in Washington, DC for the National Cannabis Festival. Um, and it will go all the way down to Miami. And all the people here that have signed the torch um, are organizers, people that are working to end the drug war. So let's not get crazy here in New Jersey. Leave some space for all the southern states. Let them sign it. But today, um, we have a nice little rally here for you. We have a ton of speakers who are going to share their stories with you, their experience with cannabis, their experience with cannabis activism. And we hope to inspire you today to get involved in our movement, to spread the word, to you know, uh, stop all these lies and misinformation about cannabis, and to let you know our governor know that we ain't going anywhere. We're here to stay. And we're going to keep bothering him and keep coming to his state house until he legalizes cannabis. So put your hands together. Let's get this party started. Happy 420. Our first speaker is Phil Charles, also known as Flip Marley. He is the executive producer of Fully Baked Radio, a radio show designed to share information about cannabis and highlight local artists. He's also part of the East Coast Cannabis Coalition. He's a joint boy and manager of the joint. Give it up for your Trenton local, Phil Charles. Thank you, thank you, thank you, everybody. You know what I mean? I'm going to keep it real. <laughs> yeah, joint boys rule. Marijuana rules, too. Um, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Uh, it be, 
around this time, like two years ago, I started like I guess what you call my cannabis activism. Um, and it just started from me just getting tired of getting arrested for weed. You know what I mean? Like I never did anything crazy or not I mean got arrested for any other thing, but weed. You know, and it ruined my record. Thankfully, I was still able to still have a stable life or somewhat of a stable life. You know what I mean? But throughout the years, like it went from me being arrested to like meeting other people and realizing like it could really help and change people's lives. So it transpired from me to like the masses that are out here and the ones that can't even come, you know. So um my message to you guys is no matter what the reason is for you to get like more involved in the marijuana movement, whether it's being arrested, one of your friends or family has cancer or is sick or ailing, or you just want to know more, you want to change the laws for the better. Just use that as your reason to get more involved. If you want to come, if you want to find out more information, you can always come down to the New Jersey Weed Man's Joint. We have tons of things happening down there all the time. We got a great crowd, and we uh, love to educate people there. So, some was 420 on 420. So, if you ain't got them, roll, roll them. And, and before I go, can't forget we don't have our L captain with us today, New Jersey Weed Man. So. Once again, I want to say free the weed, man. And we're free the weed, man. You know what I mean? And let's smoke up and enjoy this 420. And as we would say, fuck the law. All right, we're sending much love to our comrade, our prisoner of war, the New Jersey weed man. But we're going to hold it down for him anyway. Our next speaker is Joanne Zito. And I met her here at the weekly State House protests. And now she's one of our fearless co-organizers at the East Coast Cannabis Coalition. And we're both on the board of directors for the Coalition for Medical Marijuana New Jersey. She's a former prisoner of war herself, grower, and a mother. Give it up for Joanne Zito. Uh, thank you guys for coming out today. Thank you for being uh, freedom freedom fighters and uh, yes <laughs> and um, uh, yeah I'm here wearing wearing kind of many hats today as Vanessa said um, here for uh, East Coast Cannabis Coalition and yeah and and our uh, joint joint torch tour which um, uh, I had the liberty this morning to take on a Liberty cruise with uh, fellow um, CMMNJ board member Amanda Panda over there, <laughs> and and uh, my daughter Amara, she's around here somewhere. Um, but it was it was uh, it was pretty interesting, and um, to see it at the UN yesterday and go to the uh, Drug Policy Museum was a very moving experience. Uh, it makes events like this bittersweet, um, celebrating, and also thinking about everybody that is uh, locked up right now um, for for cannabis and drug crimes and uh, the offenses, they're not crimes. Um, and uh, I'm glad we're here today to support getting, getting them out. Um, so also I'm here for CMMNJ. Um, I would like to announce that the, the Department of Health just created a committee to expand, to, to try to expand the qualifying conditions uh, to, to be accepted into the um, Medical Marijuana Program of New Jersey, um, and we're also looking for stories. Yes, 
We're also looking for stories um, it, uh, for people who are who are looking to uh, become patients, um, so that we can we can get the Department of Health uh, working with us and petition them. Your stories, you can go to uh, cmmnj.org, um, and also on Facebook, we're, uh, we have a friends page and also um, our regular uh, page. Um, but yeah, uh, as, as far as uh, the state of the medical marijuana program in New Jersey, um, it's, it's not very good. Um, it is uh, unaffordable, and on top of being unaffordable, um, and thankfully they're, they're looking into qualifying conditions, um, but many people don't qualify because of, of the cost, the price. And um, on top of that, um, just to have to travel to, to go to dispensaries, uh, there's only five uh, in, in the state of uh, eight million people, nine million people. So um, yeah, it's not, it's not uh, acceptable. Um, taxing medicine, it's the only medicine taxed in New Jersey and that's also uh, unacceptable. Um, they did open fi uh, a fifth dispensary, which thankfully has uh, created a little bit of um, uh, price uh, competition, which is good, and also variety and quality, and also um, educational resources, which which some are you know finally getting to see like what people really need. It's really medicine, and people really need it. And the state should be here to support support our people, the the sickest among us. Um, and also, I am here to. Uh, NJ Weedman told me to give everybody a shout out. <laughs> I'm also here to, to. I didn't get to post on Facebook today because I was on a Liberty cruise. But um, uh, if you could please support the joint, um, any donations will be welcome. The party there is is free today. But if you could, if you could give a donation, that would be great, especially for all my beautiful friends here uh, that that work there. Um, <laughs> and uh, lastly, I'm here um, to represent John Pedito, who is ser serving uh, eight years in prison for growing cannabis in the Pine Barrens of New Jersey. Uh, he wrote a letter uh, for his speech, and I'm going to read that now. Uh, he says. Right now, the pharmaceutical industry in this country has created the worst addiction epidemic this nation has ever known. In every town, county, and state, let's, let's start with the doctors leading the way by overprescribing pain medication, lining up their patients who are sure to be coming back for their fix. And it's all legal, FDA approved, no one will ever go to prison, the entire pharmaceutical industry, medical industry, should be ashamed. They should be prosecuted and jailed, but no, they're just doing their jobs, all legal, all FDA approved. They're not responsible. Everyone gets rich. Marijuana, cannabis, the so-called gateway drug to heroin, has now been demoted off the, this list, but very few people know this. How could this be? 80% of all heroin addicts using right now became addicts from using pain medication called Percocet. Percocet is a heroin pill, exactly the same, heroin in pill form. The main difference between Percocet, Vicodin, and heroin is the price. The pharmacist's version are far, far more expensive than their illegal counterpart. During a congressional hearing last year, which I watched live on C-SPAN, dealing with the heroin epidemic in the U.S., I discovered these facts. It shocked me. 
The gateway drug to heroin is Percocet, Vicodin, pain pills, not marijuana, cannabis. When marijuana was, was mentioned, reluctantly, the panel of drug experts on this committee had to admit marijuana was basically off the list of gateway drugs. Again, another shocker, but no surprise because it's true. The hearing and the f these facts have gone completely unnoticed by the press, of course. They're, ne they're therefore never reaching the public. The term gateway drug applied to cannabis has forever been changed and proven untrue by the US Congress on the record. And yet my own judge in my case sentenced me to prison on this false and inaccurate fact, along with many others six months ago. Good Americans are being jailed based on these lies from the past. Cannabis is a plant, not a drug. The people growing it are not drug manufacturers or dealers. They are gardeners and botanists. Get it, get it straight. The drug manufacturers and dealers in this country are doctors, pharmacists, and the pharmaceutical industry. Stringing this country out on an endless variety of chemical cocktails they call medicine. Medications riddled with dangerous and deadly side effects. Broadcasting the sales of, this of these drugs over your TV screen 24-7, it's a national disgrace. Their drugs kill. They tell you this with a happy smile on their faces. We all see and hear it, but do nothing. It's all, it's all legal. Cannabis, which of course never tallied a single death, is not just not seen on our TV, but still remains in, in the eyes of the CDC, FDA, and politicians as one of the deadliest substances on earth. I'm done, people. I'm tired of it all. So I will leave you with these thoughts. Cannabis is a plant that grows naturally upon this earth. It's a fast-growing annual that is safe to touch and handle. It has thousands of uses, all positive, productive, and healing. It presents no danger to humans at all, at any stage in its development. It can be consumed by humans of all ages. Its structural perfection is only matched by its usefulness. Historically speaking, this has all proved to be true. Cannabis helped found this great nation along with many other important crops, just as the father of our country, George Washington. Congress, judges, prosecutors have all lost their minds along with their community-destroying policies. They are a disgrace to this great nation and destroyers of good, peaceful American families across the country. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't get to print the rest of it. It's kind of, he says he has chicken scratches. <laughs> So let's, let's bury the lies of the past about the cannabis plant. Move on. Let intelligence and common sense take over. Fight these insane laws that to, end, to the end and do not stop. <clears throat> because they, want, they won't stop ever. Locking, locking up your sons and daughters is a business for these people. A way of life which they will never let go of ever. Ever. Reality is what it is, not what they want it to be. Cannabis is a beautiful, useful, harmless plant, and it's 
here to stay. End of story. John Pedito. Again, let's give it up for John Pedito, prisoner of war in a state penitentiary being locked away for eight years for growing 17 cannabis plants in the Pine Barrens. That is an outrage. We should all have a major problem with incarcerating and spending hundreds of thousands of dollars putting these innocent people away for a plant, and we're not going to stand for it anymore. We're tired of these laws. Mandatory minimum sentences are bullshit. And they're designed to make money for prisons and pharmaceutical companies. It's important to include the voices of the people behind bars because we have hundreds of thousands of people in the United States. We have 25% of the world's prison population. That is really ridiculous. You need to keep telling people that. They don't realize that we have most of the world's prisoners, you know, more than any other developed country. And most of those people are incarcerated for nonviolent drug offenses, and it's wrong. So our next speaker is another medical cannabis patient. He is the producer and host of the Sativa Cross podcast, and he's also a member of the Coalition for Medical Marijuana. Give it up to Lefty Grimes. Thanks, Vanessa. All right, welcome everybody. Happy 420. <laughs> my name's Lefty Grimes. I uh, with SativaCross.com. I got my medical marijuana card a couple of years ago after uh, being on opiates for 10 years. I was on uh, 90 milligrams of roxycodone every three hours, and it was a lot of uh, it was a lot of misery in my life. So I got my medical marijuana card, and I got a camera, and we started going to police stations, smoking weed at police stations. With Chuck Kwiatowski and Wayne and all these, these crazy guys. A lot of you out there have been with us. And uh, the reason why we do this, people say, well, Lefty, uh, don't, don't poke the bear. Uh, you're going to get in trouble. Uh, don't do that. Well, you know what? They're coming after you anyway. They're going to come after you whether you have a card or not. You might as well fight back and play offense. We have a chance to play offense now, and that's what we're doing in New Jersey. We can do in New Jersey what nobody else can do around the country is smoke weed at police stations. Nobody else in the country can smoke weed at police stations. Can you believe that? The one good thing about our law, one good thing, smoking weed at friggin' police stations, really? They let kids die, but we can smoke weed at police stations. Okay. Doesn't make sense. But the reason why we do this is because patients are being arrested. My friend Scott has a card. He went to the police because he was stabbed in the chest. And the police arrested him for having cannabis. And he's a patient. And they were more interested in getting his cannabis than, than the, the blood that they're walking through in his house. They walk through the blood to get to his cannabis. It was ridiculous. Carol is a terminally ill patient in Lodi. They broke into her house. They took her, her car, her, can, her cannabis, her computer, her money. She lost her house. She lost her job. They took everything from her, and they said, okay, now fight to get your stuff back. After they took everything from her. So we went up to Lodi and helped her, and we smoked weed at that police station. Put pressure on them. We got her bongs back a few, a few months later. She walked out of that police station with a box full of bongs, man. It was great. It was great. Carol Millman. Carol Millman's awesome. So, uh, yeah, we, we keep doing what we're doing, and uh, we have about 200 more police stations to go to. If you'd like to join us, we'd love to have you. We have a request list. That's pretty huge, but we'd love to join you, for you to join us. 
Come to sativacross.com. Look us up on Facebook, Lefty Grimes on Facebook. Now, one thing I'm doing wrong here is I usually am supposed to build up to a crescendo and, and get you all fired up. But actually, I'm going to do the exact opposite of that because we end each show with a moment of silence because of all the patients that are dying, uh, like Sabina Rose, uh, like, like little Gracie in Pennsylvania, like, like Marie in Pennsylvania, like all the people that are going to die waiting for their cannabis in Pennsylvania. There's still people waiting. There's still people dying. And it's no joke. And we end each show with a moment of silence. And something is written in stone down the street here at the memorial. And we never knew that. And it's called The Ode of Rem Remembrance, written in World War I. And it goes like this. They shall grow not old, as we that are left grow old. Age shall not weary them, nor the years condemn. At the going down of the sun and in the morning, we will remember them. We will remember them. Thank you. Lefty and all the work he does. The Ignorance is No Excuse Tour. It's pretty funny, actually. Go to YouTube and watch how many police have no idea what Kuma means, which is the Compassionate Use Medical Marijuana Act. They have no idea. So it's really important to expose them and educate them on what the laws are. Our next speaker is another person who has been actively involved with this movement, doing a lot of really good work here in New Jersey. Um, Michael is also involved with the New Jersey Libertarian Party and New Jersey Normal. He also has a hemp business. Let's give it up for Michael Hazukoff. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. How we doing, Trent? And happy 420, everybody. Yeah, right? Fan fantastic holiday. Uh, I hope you all enjoy yourselves today. Uh, but it's... You know, 420, we need to make 420 every day, all right? Not, not just here, not just coming out and, and smoking in public and trying to tell people this is immoral, which, of course, I'm sure we all agree, it absolutely is. Cannabis prohibition is immoral. And we all agree on that. And this is the message that needs to get out every single day. And there's tons of things that everybody here can be doing to make the movement move a little further, okay? Uh, this is great. This is a great start. Everybody can do a little bit. Some can do more than others. You can write letters to the editor of your local newspaper. You can write an email to your representatives. You can run for office. That's what got me involved with the Libertarian Party. I was a cannabis reform activist for seven years, and I started to realize that this one issue affects a whole lot of other issues. People, people talk about mass incarceration. You talk about crony capitalism, you, in, income inequality. There's, there's tons of issues, health issues. All can be solved by legalizing cannabis. And so this one issue, if you care about this, be careful. It's a gateway. You, you might become active in government. Then you'll be really useless. It's, it's, it's a gateway to caring about other people and to caring about other issues. I found the Libertarian Party because, uh, well, they've been involved in supporting cannabis legalization since the 70s when Nixon declared the war on drugs. And through the 80s, through the Just Say No program, they've been there all along saying, no, this is not right. Prohibition is immoral. It took 12 years to get it straight with alcohol, 
but here we are begging the government to legalize cannabis after 75 years. It's been too long, wouldn't you agree? So I'm here today to ask you all, check out the Libertarian Party, okay? Because the Republicans and Democrats have had their time. Obama inhaled a lot. And nobody here thinks that his life would have been any better had he been thrown in prison. He might not have been president, you know? Governor Christie claims that he's pro-life before the life is born and after they're born. But not if you smoke cannabis. If you smoke cannabis, you're going to have to wait. And hey, we hope you make it until the wait is over. It's not acceptable. We're not taking it anymore. And so I'm upping my game, and I'd like you all to do the same. Check out the Libertarian Party. Talk to me if you want to know how you can get involved. If you, if you want to write a letter, that's great. Everybody here has pre-written letters. All you got to do is put your name at the bottom and send it to your respective representative. We're all here. We all need to support each other. And uh, I know that you will. Thank you. Thank you. Good job. Thank you. You know, one thing I like about the Libertarians freedom! is they believe in personal freedom. And personal freedom means you have the right to do what you want to your body and ingest whatever you want in your body without interference from the government. And I think we can all get down with that. Our next speaker is a very lovely woman I met at the joint who makes me smile all the time. Her name is Trinity. She hails from Harlem originally, but she's been living in Trenton the last few years, trying to make it better. Give it up for Trinity. Right, I'm I'm cut from a different cloth. Um, I just uh, this is what happened. I was on Facebook and I kept seeing free New Jersey weed man. So I'm like, wait, hold up! I just saw him the other day. He said, Trinity, you ready for 420? I said, hell yeah! I got something for their ass because I don't understand why why they bothering us. So the next thing I know, it says, uh, free New Jersey weed man. I said, he locked up. Uh-uh, uh-uh, how the fuck he, sorry, no, yeah, fuck that. How he get locked up for calming me down? Can you believe he calmed me down? So basically what I want to say is that everybody has a story. Everybody has a, a situation. And they try to tell me when I was on drugs, not marijuana, when I was on drugs, use your imagination, to stay away from the people, the places, and the things. So I said, well, how do I stay away from myself. I am the people, the places, and the things. All right, so this is what happened. I started see, I was going to uh, shout out the Greater Trenton for medication to keep my anxiety, my depression, and my post-traumatic stress disorder and everything that's wrong with me by this medication that makes me want to go kill myself and make me want to do other things wrong. And then the weed man was standing right there and I, he was like this tall. I said, um, I need to be your friend. I said, don't, don't worry about these colors, this red, green, and gold I got on, because I had this before you got here, but I need to be your friend. He said, well, uh, you know what? I need friends. I said, all right. So every day, I was there. I was a landmark, going there, make a left on Trinity. I was there. Now, it hurts me. I don't, this activism and all this, I'm just, I'm just pro just pro get better. Like, I mean, what, to me, like, weed ain't never make me sell myself. Weed ain't never make me steal nobody TV. Weed ain't make me still do, y'all know what you do. Y'all know what the hell you can do. 
Because I know what I've done, and everybody got a story. So all I'm saying, I'm saying that to say, I don't appreciate them coming up in the Kumas with the sanctuary and just make him follow all his paperwork, do everything that he's supposed to do, and then you just want to walk up in there and tell me to leave from being happy. Why you mad? You mad because nobody fighting? You mad ain't nobody getting shot? You know what we doing? We getting better. So I just want to know, how can you stand there? No, I want to know how can you know something is wrong and then continue to do it, but then tell me I'm doing something wrong for doing something right for myself. I don't know what else to say after that, but all y'all know, smoke till you choke, goddammit. Fuck the police! That's what we need, that little fire coming from Trinity. This girl is fierce. She always makes me smile, I told you. Our next speaker is involved with the anonymous movement. And he's been doing a lot to get involved in the cannabis industry because we have people in jail, we have medical patients, but we also have our gondrepreneurs here. There's not a lot of jobs in New Jersey. Chrissy, where are the jobs? We still trying. You know, I live in Jersey, but I have to cross the river into PA to get, get work. But what if weed were legal? We could all start our own businesses. We could grow, we can make products, there's a million things we could do. So give it up for Terry from Anonymous, New Jersey, also known as Barack Oganja from Anonymous Hemp Sector. Thank you, thank you. Can you guys hear me? I don't know if I should go ahead and talk. Okay, so my name is Terry Harris. Um, the reason why I am famous for Anonymous Hemp Sector is because when I reached out to a member, um, I basically told him, hey, you know what? There's a school for medical marijuana. and he looked at me and said, you know what? You don't deserve to be a member. You deserve to be an extinguished member. And ever since then, I've just been telling people, hey, there's a school for medical marijuana where you can either build your own company or you can join the $42 billion a year industry already established. There's jobs, Christy, in the medical marijuana industry. You want them here in Jersey. There's a school, just so you know. Now, um... Also, one thing I also wanted to, I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for the weed man. Um, he's been my hero. I, I started everything in his name, and then the Joint Boys have only been a motivation to me. Um, one of the things that I also wanted to tell everybody is that I actually will be leaving soon, unfortunately, to go to D.C. and run my own dispensary that um, an investor finally wants to invest in me. So. I'm out of here, but I couldn't leave Jersey unless I had it in secure hands, and i chosen one member of the Joint Boys. I would like to y'all to put your hands together for Ghost, my brother from another mother. Oh, my God. Anonymous, New Jersey. Mask up. You got something to say to the people? No? No? They already know. Um, so, yeah, if you wanted to know more about the school, information about Anonymous, Ghost has it coming down to the joint. Oh, and um, one last thing. What was it? What was it? Oh, free the fucking weed, man. We need those gondrepreneurs because when it does become legal in NJ, those are the people that are going to give us stuff, supplying it. We're going to get it from them, hopefully. Fuck these dispensaries. Our next speaker is a veteran. And currently on the medical cannabis program here, PTSD is not a qualifying symptom. 
And we really think that that should change because so many veterans are struggling with PTSD and are committing suicide at an alarming rate after serving our country. So let's give it up for Leo Bridgewater. He's a medical cannabis patient. He's a veteran, he served his country. He's gonna talk about legalization. Thank you. All right, um, before I say anything, I, before, I, before I get to talking and, and deliver my message, because that's what I have for you, is a message. Understand something, I was born and raised in Trenton, New Jersey. I graduated from Trenton High in 1994. I was a part of that class where they called us a zoo in the Trentonian, okay? I, re I remember that. Now, I just moved back to Trenton a year ago. From 1994 to a year ago, I've only been home four times. So Quaker Bridge Mall not having a movie theater is new news to me, to give you an idea. Now, what have I been doing in that 20 some odd years? Right here in my hand is all, is, is, is uh, I've been, uh, uh, I've worked with the NATO training mission in Iraq. I've done, I've, done, I've done three tours in Iraq as a soldier, four tours as a DOD contractor. I've worked at the, uh, I've worked at the DA, DA headquarters at the Pentagon for a couple of years. To say, to, to, so, so to let you know that I am a decorated combat veteran, okay? I am used to giving briefings. I've worked directly for General David Petraeus when he was a three-star, and I worked for Admiral Mike Mullins, who became chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff when he was a four-star admiral. My job was to be the signal guy. I was the VTC guy. I was the guy who made sure that their communications array was good. And so I'm saying all this to let you know that I'm used to briefing high-level officials. It's, it's just what I did. You know, and one of the things about those briefings is that they, my briefings were always absent of emotion. No matter how fucked up the numbers were, I had to give it to the man so he could make a decision. He has to know everything that's going on. And so I've been here a year, you know, laying low, watching. This is my first time even exercising my, 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 my citizen uh, rights to be able to, to, to speak to it in, in a public forum. So I need, you to, I need you to bear with me for a minute. And the thing is, is that the, I've noticed how everyone is pointing and saying, you know, talking to the police officers here and talking to, you know, Governor Christie and everything like that. I don't want to do that. Because I'm going to tell you something. How many times does someone have to tell you they don't care about you in order for you to, to, to move on and stop talking to them? So the thing for me is the only thing I could think to do, the soldier in me, is to circumvent the, the governor, to circumvent the Trenton Board of uh, 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 City Council and the mayor and all that, and talk directly to the people. If you are not from Trenton, you can take this, you can take this same message, strike Trenton out, and put your own hometown because it's the same thing and someone has not talked to you directly. Trenton, I just found out Trenton broke its murder record not too long ago. I had no idea about the gangs. Literally, I was literally on the other side of the planet, so I was disconnected, you know, not locked up. I've never been arrested. I'm a good guy, I'm a regular dude, but something happened to me. Something very real happened to me, and it, what happened to me should take should become personal for every single one of you. And I hope you can hear the I hope you can hear the emotion in my in my voice as I tell you what happened to me. And what happened to me is I am one for three, meaning I had three battle buddies attempt suicide. One may, didn't make it. No, I'm sorry. Two, two two were successful. One wasn't. I'm one for three. So that means you are losing a couple of veterans a day. 
you, I'm not talking to the officials or none of them, because the only reason why they are in office is because either you voted for them or you didn't exercise your citizen responsibility by voting. As a soldier, I entrust you with sending me and putting the right people in charge. And I feel like I have been let down. It is insulting. It is quite insulting. And I take it on a personal level because, like I said, something happened to me. I wasn't raped as a child. I wasn't abused as a child. None of those things happened. None of those, none of those things, well, everything I'm saying to you, my anger is not born out of some, something that happened to me from a childhood experience. No, no. I'm one of yours. I'm one of your veterans. I'm one of the people that you sent to war. I'm one of them. That's what happened to me, and that's what happened to my friends. And I truly believe that if we had access to, to legal marijuana, that Chris would still be here, that Mike's stupid ass would still be here. I, I, I miss him. I, I, he was a dumbass to me. That's our friends. But y'all know. Y'all know. He was a dumbass. He really was. But y'all would have loved him, though. He was funny as hell. And, and, and Sergeant Alvey, who's one of the finest soldiers I have ever had the honor to serve with, he's safe. He's still here. Praise Jesus. He is still here. He needs help, but he's still here. But he does not have, if they would have had access to them, I can't help but think maybe Mike and Chris would still be here. Maybe. Maybe it wouldn't have been so, such a close call with Sergeant Alvey. You are, and the thing about it is, is that you don't even know to be embarrassed. In the city of Trenton, I just, Trenton broke its murder record a couple of years ago. And so that tells me that there has yet to be a death that has galvanized the city to do anything about it. And we're talking kids and old people in this time frame. And it's still happening. So if you're not, if you're not going to move for that, okay, well, there hasn't been a natural disaster that has galvanized the people to actually exercise their civil responsibility and hold these motherfuckers responsible yeah. and accountable. Yeah. And when I say a natural disaster, how many floods have been here? How many blizzards have you had? And yet the streets are still fucked up. So that tells me that when you have less than 8% voting, then you don't have elections, you have popularity contests. And if you are in a, a position of power, it will behoove you to keep things as fucked up as they are because what little you do is all you need to win a popularity contest. Again, this is not... I'm not here. I'm not. Uh, this. I don't have. I, I. I wasn't here to live through whatever Christie did to y'all. I wasn't here for that. So I can't take it personal. I don't have anything against him, man. I really don't. Only because I wasn't here. So I'm just being honest. I don't have anything against any members of the city board of education, uh, board, uh, city council, and board of education. I don't have anything against them. I wasn't here to experience. I'm only telling you, as someone, as as a as an insider who was an outsider who's now back inside, I can only tell you what the numbers tell me. And if there's one thing I know about people from New Jersey, we can count. We know how to count. And that's the thing. Numbers don't lie. And so when you look at the pathology and you go back 20 years, well, when you look at the governors, well, they haven't done a very good job. When you look at city council, well, they haven't done a very good job over a 20-year span. Well, when you look at mayors, they haven't really done a good job. Look at it. If you want to – so 
if there's not a death or a natural disaster, what can we do to galvanize the people? Okay, here's a message. How about hope? I can give you a plan that will give you hope, something that you can wrap your brain around, something that you could totally wrap your brain around, and that is legalize it and decriminalize it within the city, within the borders of the city of Trenton. Let's be honest. Because what you do, because it, what, it, the trickle-down effect is you, 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 you legalize it here, you, get a lot, you, you slow down the number of people going in and out of jails un, unnecessarily, and number two, every day, and I know y'all see it, at 4 or 5 o'clock in the afternoon, look down 29, look down Route 1, look down 95, look at all them damn cars that just coming in and getting the hell out of Trenton. They have no reason to come here except for work. Well, you know what? You decriminalize it here, and now you got a reason to get some of them cars to come do business in this city. You take, you take, the converse, you take a subject in the conversation between the citizen and the police, and you take that away. If Lee, if Lee is legal here, you and the cops ain't got nothing to talk about if that's all you're doing. If that's all you're doing and you take, if all you got is weed on you and it's legal, we ain't got nothing to talk about. So now you lighten the load on the cops. Now, if you're doing heroin and coke and all that other stuff, I can't help you. And I wouldn't want to. But when it comes to weed, that's all I'm saying. Take it off. And the thing is, is that the more you do not exercise your civic your responsibility by voting, even on the local level, you want to shock the shit out of this building? Get 84,000 people to just vote, whether they voting for your guy or not. You can't ignore 84,000 people. You lost 40,000 people in 20 years. I was boots on the ground in 2005 in Baghdad. It was my unit that George Bush was talking about when he gave the State of the Union address. We were in Baghdad. I seen it with my own eyes. I was there during the Saddam trials. I saw the Transition National Assembly happen. I saw it with my own eyes. These coins are proof of that. And I'm seeing the same damn thing here. The same thing. We're fucking up, and we fucked up in Baghdad because we did a piss-poor job of explaining to the people what change looks like. We did a terrible, terrible job of explaining what change looks like. And folks around here do not know what war really looks like. Yes, you have to become war to survive a war. That's a fact. And when, and when you're talking to people who have actually made that choice, because understand something, veterans and the military make up less than 1% of the population. Less than 1% of the people in the United States do 100% of the fighting for all of y'all. We do 100% in the fighting. So there's no reason why this right here, and you're losing veterans every day, every day. The things that I had to go to, the things that I had to go through to save Staff Sergeant James Alvey, I would, I would not wish on nobody. It was like reliving everything I went through downrange all over again because I needed to save my friend. For the first time in my life, I've come to a point where I've realized that my social, my political, and my, my personal issues are in alignment. And it is in this regard when it comes to the legalization of marijuana. Now, do me a favor. Everything you heard me say, 
Even if you don't remember what I said, just take back the passion that you heard out of my voice and you go talk to the people, talk to your neighbors, talk to your cousins. Get their asses out and go vote. Register to vote. You don't want this happening? Get their asses out. It is the answer. There is a plan. People have a plan where we could bring jobs in. This industry is only in its third trimester. So we have a unique opportunity. In the city of Trenton, your, your leaders are stuck in 1996 in their way of thinking. And that is how they have done it. And they've gotten you guys disconnected in the, in the, in, in the worst kind of way. I love you, Trenton. I love you, New Jersey. Believe me when I tell you, everywhere I went in this world, I spent six months in, in Russia. I spent six months in Belgium. I spent months in, in, in Afghanistan. I've been everywhere. And every time somebody asks me where I come from, I always say, yo, I'm from Trenton. That's the way it is. I'm from Trenton. And the one thing about people from Trenton, we always tell it like it is. We tell it. And somebody, but what we need to, at this point, all I wanted to do is put that mirror right back in y'all faces because it's your fault. It is your fault. Get out there and register. That's how you fix it. That's how you get their asses out. They're scared. That's why they do the manipulating of the lines and all that other stuff so that you can't vote. Just go register and vote. 84,000 people, that's, that's enough to get somebody's attention. I love you all. Thank you. Let's give it up for all of our veterans. They don't get enough love from us. All right, it's almost 420. Are you guys excited? All right, we got two more speakers. Uh, we have a very lovely woman who I met at the joint a little under a year ago. And in the last year, she has done so much. She has blossomed. She's been an active member in our movement. She's one of our best volunteers and supporters. And she is a medical cannabis patient with an amazing story. Let's give it up for Karen. Hi, everybody. My name's Karen, and I'm a medical marijuana patient. I want to tell you a little bit about my sign. For 15 years, I've been in bed in the house in chronic pain um, on 300 milligrams of morphine a day. <laughs> And I had no life, no anything. Um, I'm sorry, I didn't think I was going to be upset over this, but. <sighs> so, so I've been following CMMNJ for many years, and Weedman, and Lefty, and everybody, and my head was still in the game, but my body wasn't. So I decided to end it. I went off all my narcotics, all the antisocial, psycho, whatever kind of medications I was on, and I went off cold turkey, and I am now proud to say I am nine months, no, no narcotics, no narcotics, no narcotics at all. I take cannabis, and, I, you know, I have to say thank you to Lefty and... Everybody in the movement have been so supportive for me, and it's just a, a huge thing that's opened in my life. And once I went off it, the first thing I did was come to a CMMNJ and Sativa Cross podcast here at the State House. 
That was my first thing I did. I didn't know anybody, but I knew them. <laughs> so I figured I have to give back. That's what we all have to do. If you want to change stuff, you can't complain if you're not in the game. You have to be here. We need people. We need bodies. We need to be strong in numbers and show everyone that we are serious. This is a serious thing. I mean, I lost, I'm 46 years old. I can't believe I just told you that. I lost my whole 30s and half my 40s. I was in freaking bed. I lost all that time. Well, I want it back, and I am getting it back. I am getting it back, and we need to legalize and help other people. There's other people out there that need it, and that's all I got to say. <laughs> Some of these stories have happy endings, and Karen's one of them, and I'm glad to be working with someone like her. So speaking of happy endings, <laughs> we're going to conclude this rally with Kyle Moore. And Kyle's another person I met here at the State House at the weekly Thursday gatherings, and we've been best buds ever since. And um, he has been organizing uh, with Democracy Spring, and he's going to tell you a little bit about their incredible march from Philly to Washington, D.C., and the hundreds of people that just got arrested last week who are protesting money in politics. So give it up for Kyle Moore. Hey, guys. As Vanessa said, my name's Kyle Moore, and I'm an organizer for the East Coast Cannabis Coalition. And I just got back from marching 140 miles from Philadelphia to D.C. In this march, I represented the East Coast Cannabis Coalition because this group marched to get money out of politics. And that affects us in the marijuana movement because pharmaceutical companies and private prisons are the ones that lobby for prohibition. <laughs> so I marched with them for 140 miles and arrived in DC on April 10th. And on April 11th, we knew hundreds of us were gonna be arrested. So on the night of April 10th, right before getting arrested the next day in front of the Capitol building, 500 people filled the room, all to get training to get arrested the next day. We overpacked the room so people could break the law, but not just break the law, to fix the law. Because money out of politics is necessary for us to legalize marijuana. And I just want to say before 420, that I'm proud to be standing with hundreds of people again all ready for civil disobedience to not just break the law, but to fix the law. <laughs> and if you haven't heard about these arrests, over 1,200 were arrested in one week. And there was a media blackout on this. And the only New Jersey paper to write about this was the Trentonian. And the person writing for the Trentonian? N.J. Weedman. So since he can't be here today, we need to change the law, we need to fix the law, and we need to say, fuck the law, smoke it anyway. Thank you. All right, I want to thank you all for coming down here for being brave, because it ain't easy being out of the cannabis closet. 
And it's not easy to stand up against injustice. So thank you for coming out here, standing with us in solidarity, and for educating yourself. We hope after this you will spread the word. You will let people know what happened here. You'll share your pictures. You'll tell your story. And you will continue to fight against the drug war and continue to fight for legalization. Let's cross the street and celebrate 420. And free the New Jersey Weed Man! This is Ken Walski from the Coalition for Medical Marijuana in New Jersey here at the State House at our demonstration, 420 demonstration, led by Vanessa from the East Coast Cannabis Coalition and many great supporters. A wonderful crowd here. They gathered at the City Hall and marched to the State House. Vanessa, you did a great job. Thank you. <laughs> well, you know, had to hold down the fort since our fearless leader, Mr. Fortune, is not here. But I think we're doing a pretty good job. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, great rally, terrific speakers. Now we have uh, a moment. All right, four minutes till 420. And the passing of the Unity Torch, a torch that was uh, uh, going from Maine to uh, Florida in uh, in the shape of a, a marijuana joint uh, with a, <laughs> a little uh, a flame inside. Uh, it's a, actually a lightable joint. So uh, we're, passing uh, we're passing it to Philly right now, even as we speak. I was in New York yet yesterday at Dag Hammarskjöld Plaza, and I was part of the pass from uh, Connecticut, from Connecticut to New York. Uh, so that was a very exciting moment. Uh, it was a great thrill to be at the UN. Uh, the uh, UN's an amazing building with uh, 193 countries come there. You know, you're not in America when you're in the UN. It's a special, it's a special area uh, that uh, you can get your passport stamped uh, <laughs> as an American citizen right there uh, uh, on the East River in uh, New York City. So, uh, and y yesterday was very interesting at the UN. It was the start of UNGAS. Uh, that's the UN General Assembly Special Session on Drugs. And so the uh, um, people from the different countries were talking about the various reasons for reforming drug policy. And it was, um, uh, hopefully it'll turn out to be a very productive thing. The, there's a big demonstration going on today in New York, uh, even as we speak, from 3 to about 6, uh, 3 to 7 p.m. Uh, uh, on April 20th in, in New York City. Uh, and they're trying to end the laws that criminalize drug use and possession for personal use. They want to lift any ban on funding harm reduction services. <coughs> they want to ensure access to evidence-based treatment grounded in compassion and science. They want access to medicines such as cannabis and ibogaine, MDMA and other substances that have been shown to help, help and treat a variety of conditions to be considered a, human, a, hu a universal human right. We're really talking about the rights of patients to have access to medicine. I know the, uh, I'm a nurse. I've been an RN in New Jersey for 40 years. And the American Nurses Association said that it was, a, it was the right of patients to have access to medical marijuana. In New, Jer in, uh, in New York, they also want uh, pardons for all nonviolent drug offenders and reparations for those who have been incarcerated with a restoration of their civil rights. You know, some of the civil rights that are associated with uh, marijuana offenses uh, have a more long-lasting impact on a person's lives than, than even the criminal penalties. These civil rights uh, violations include expulsion from public housing, 
uh, uh, loss of student loans, uh, in, in loss of employment, uh, barred from other employment, loss of parental rights. Uh, they're doing the countdown now across the street at the State House, and, uh, and it's uh, 420 on 420, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's, a, it's a holy time here, 420. Mike Chizuko just showed me that it is, in fact, 420 on his watch, on his uh, cell phone camera. And uh, a lot of people are over there. I see clouds of smoke rising up from the, from the crowd. And uh, beautiful sunny day here in Trenton, New Jersey. And uh, just uh, people out expressing themselves. You know, one of the things I think that led to uh, uh, a um, re re reversal of the um, laws in Colorado were when the uh, uh, spring, the, um, well, the state police are actually walking across the uh, state street now and uh, they're heading towards the crowd. Um, I certainly hope it's not in a confrontational attitude. Uh, but, uh, well, Lefty was <coughs> supposed to make an but, announcement. Uh, yeah, go ahead, Jim. Well, it's kind of hard to say over a loudspeaker. You know, okay. FDLA, Osway, opposed to, to uh, set, you know, I, I can't even pig Latin it. Yeah, what they're supposed to do is they're supposed to be over uh, on Trenton property. Yeah, yeah. Not there. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, well, they're, they're talking with, with uh, Larry now. Yes, Larry, and Larry, Larry, was the one, Larry, was Larry was the one who got the uh, um, and Larry permit for was the one they told to not do this. So let's see where nature takes its course now. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not, it's, uh, I, again, I don't really want to say it over the loudspeaker, but the state police don't ask much here. Yeah, really. They really yeah. don't. Yeah. You know. So. So, uh, and as, you know, as again, you know, all appears to be well. Well, uh, yeah. You know, but it's like it, it always uh, seems to work out satisfactorily in the end, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. pretty much. Well, it certainly had a chilling effect on the clouds of smoke that were coming up. Uh, you know, no one seems to be smoking anything right now, so. Uh. Right. Uh, yeah. No, well, yeah. it's not. So, uh, it's well, the crowd. Okay. The crowd does yeah. seem to be moving well, uh, off of uh, the state police okay. grounds uh, and over okay. towards uh, the city of Trenton. Here's, here's the simple version. White bricks, no good to be standing on if you're smoking. City bricks, different story. So we never tell anybody what to do. Just make sure everybody understands cert certain guidelines that, uh, you know, if we can all have a symbiotic relationship here for the rest of the day, I yeah, would find that nice. Well, the crowd is peaceful and I uh, got to tell friendly. you, this has got to be one of the best, you know, behaved crowds in a long time. It's like, it's very good representation as far as I'm concerned, I think. Um, it, it, it's good representation. Like I was saying before, you know, we have, uh, our issue covers a broad spectrum of people. Mm -hmm. And most are more free-thinking than staying inside the box. And personally, I like the fact that you can't herd cats. You know, everybody's going to be their own sort of person to a degree. But I also think uh, it's nice to see people enjoying uh, their manner of enjoyment. Yeah. 
without it really disturbing anybody else, you know, being done. It's, it's nobody's in anybody's face. Uh, I'm feeling kind of sorry that I'm on the wrong side of the road here as far as I'm concerned right now, but somebody has to sit here. <laughs> and uh, Well, it's nice to be respectful of law enforcement. I mean, uh, you know, for the, for the most part, they've been very cooperative with this. They've been and, great here. You know, I, I, law enforcement is not the problem. The problem is the policies that law enforcement has to Well put. Uh, That's exactly know, true. Uh, uh, enforce. And, uh, and we need to change the policies, and that's what we're about doing here. Well, this is also what I, I think um, people here are, are, are really starting to feel, uh, especially our, one of our last speakers there talking about how we need to be involved and go you know, beyond this, that if people can take to heart what you just said mm -hmm. and say, what's the simplest thing I can do? Uh, to take part in the legislative process or the health department process, there there are things people can do without leaving their house. Yeah. Without you know, th there are things they can do. You know, when somebody's smoking cannabis in their own home, it's a good time for advocacy as well. We think of outdoor advocacy like this, and this is striking. I got to tell you. It is a good view from this side of the street, what I'm seeing across the street right now. It's a nice but ground, that's for sure. if everybody, nice. you know, also combined it with the smallest amount of being involved with your own legislators, everybody I see across the street, your vote counts the same as a neurologist voting. You saying, I smoke pot and I like it a lot, counts the same as somebody talking about the endocannabinoid system when you apply it. Uh, using a vote and and being in touch with your legislators. I need to ask you a big favor. I lost my wallet. I lost a blue wallet. Oh, there's a lost wallet here, a lost yeah, blue wallet. If anyone has uh, found a, a, a wallet, please return it to the uh, uh, stand here. Yeah, please, I really appreciate it. My card's in there, my license, no money. But if you find a blue canvas wallet, thank you so much. Did you march from the state house, sir? I'll right, we'll try another way. We need a wallet to be found, a blue canvas wallet. It has no money. It has what this gentleman needs to go on with his life as it were. So please, if you found it and thought it had money in it, I'm not going to say shame on you. Just drop it so somebody else can find it. Um, and uh, if it's not over there... Uh, take a look wherever you are. Thanks. Yeah, I hope you find it. So what, it looks like uh, about maybe 200 people, would you say, Jim? I would. I, I did a pretty good count. All totaled up during the day, I'd say close to 200 people mm -hmm. took part. It's real hard to count people. Though. Yeah, it's, it's just an estimate. I, I try to do a head count. Uh -huh. But uh, usually, if anything, it's an underestimate, so... I'd, I'd say safely it's between 125 and 2. Mm -hmm. uh, that's probably the upper end. But everybody's out and not feeling like they've got a target on their backs. Right, right. It is a sight. We've got Bob Wittanek there from Decarcerate, uh, New Jersey, passing out uh, newspapers. New All right. New newspapers, new copy of those newspapers to... Uh, uh, well, this is the process. And, and this mass incarceration that, that the war on drugs really has uh, exploded. 
You know, I, I was part of this mass incarceration movement. I, I worked in the Department of Corrections for 22 years, Jim, from 1984 to 2006. And in those 22 years, the prison population in New Jersey exploded from 9,000 inmates to 27,000 inmates. It tripled just in the Any time idea I was there. Budget would. I mean, it doesn't even matter. The number must be alarming. The amount of money oh, uh, yeah. that the budget had to take oh, care it, of that. It's over a billion dollars a year. And uh, but you know that, that information is all on the Department of Corrections website on the State of New Jersey Department of Corrections. You can look it up. Um, I mean, I started a program, a telemedicine program for the inmates that not only improved uh, inmate care. But, uh, but saved the state several hundred thousand dollars a year. And just, just the one little idea that I had to implement uh, saved the state a couple hundred thousand dollars. And they still talk about it. Uh, uh, Governor, uh, uh, Commissioner Lanigan from the Department of Corrections mentioned it in his uh, most recent uh, uh, budget report, on, or his annual report that's published there on the uh, uh, Department of Corrections website. So, but you know, it, the whole, tr uh, the explosion of the prison population during those years really had to do with the uh, in enhanced enforcement of drug laws and the enhanced criminal penalties uh, that were associated with drug laws. You know, that's what drove this mass incarceration. And the, and the unfortunate All thing... over money. Yeah, and the unfortunate thing, when, when, when I did the numbers, at, uh, in 2006 when I retired, 86% of the prisoners were black and Hispanic, Jim. 86% of those 27,000 inmates. So now we've improved a little bit. We're down, we're down to about 22,000, I think, at last count. Uh, but, you know, they hired some of the inmates in uh, substance abuse treatment programs. And, you know, I mean, they're still, they're court ordered to be there. You know, it's almost like being in jail, but not quite. Uh, and, and, the, and the percentage of uh, minorities in the prison system are, is down from 86. It's down to about 77% now. You know, still disgraceful numbers. Thank you so much, Bob. Great, yes, great. a wonderful... Yeah example of why post-traumatic stress needs to be uh, added to the list of indications for getting a registration card. And uh, it's nice to see somebody talk so pointedly about it to where I'm looking at one as a resource at our next committee hearing in the Senate. I want him yeah. to say what he just said in a very focused manner that he does to the uh, Chairman Vitelli. He did a great job. Did a and, great job uh, speaking out. I think we found help in getting Chairman Vitelli to post that bill sooner rather than later. And I think he's standing right there. I think we found the guy that's going to help us make sure this bill gets posted now, not during a lame duck mm -hmm. session. Yeah. Well, Vitelli did hold a hearing on it. Uh, <coughs> so, but uh, it, he held it, a hearing on it during the lame duck session so late. Yeah, that it, that it fell off the table for a miscalculation, thinking that they could pull it from a vote till they were sure it would pass. Well, one of the uh, yeah, one of the one of the supporters. And there wasn't was enough there. time, so we're not going to wait till the second half of the session. Larry, everything and we're not going right. to let them do that. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. All right. <coughs> yeah, that's 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 all you can do. Larry. Somebody found you wrong. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> so, um, hmm. well, yesterday was quite an experience in New York. Uh, uh, started the UNGAS, the United Nations General Assembly Special Session on Drugs, 
so you know, the, the entire world really is, is starting the dialogue now about uh, whether how much of our drug, drug policies need to be reformed you know, throughout, throughout the world. I'm only going to say white bricks no good, darker bricks good. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to not going to harp. I, not my place. Yeah, well, the white bricks good. You, you look down, you're standing on a white brick. Uh oh. It's a fine line to walk here, you know. Mm. I feel like, you know, Chris Rock always puts it, he says a phrase, it's like, you know, you shouldn't be standing on the white, but I understand, you know what I mean? Because I kind of do. However, it was a good, uh, Mike. good, respectful, nice, quiet demonstration. Did Mike, a great job. Yes, Mike Chisuko from Normal, New Jersey, and the Libertarian and, Party. And I think, uh, I, I think others following the example of looking to get into public service, whether it be town council or uh, uh, the state assembly or something. You know, yeah, it's a sacred right we have to vote. I've always thought the real sacred right is that we get to run for office and ask for votes. I've always seen it as, um, you know, it's your First Amendment right is freedom of expression, right? So yes. when you're when you're participating in government, especially if you're a candidate, not only are you able to express yourself, but you're able to express the opinions of hundreds, thousands, tens of yes. thousands, millions of people who otherwise would not have a voice. And There's even when you do not traditionally win the election, if you can advance an issue like that, right. That's what it's all somebody about. else pick it Getting up. Getting your message out there. The reason, as I explained to you, that I ran was the Democrat and Republican both running for you know, uh, New Jersey Senate the 10th District were against medical marijuana. So I wanted to show them if I had one issue, and you know, it was an experiment. I mean, I do have other issues. Mm -hmm. But all I advocated was medical marijuana every step of the way. No matter what you ask me, I'd bring it around to medical marijuana. I'm good at it. I'm shamelessly pivoting. And um, I got 4.26% of the vote that either candidate could have increased their vote Right. by 4% by simply supporting the will of the people. And so if they adopt your message, even that is a victory. So yeah. that's, that's really the main thing. Uh, there's a lot of people that are resigned to yeah. this is the way it is, the status and, and, quo. You know, and they're just, they just don't think that standing up and saying anything is going to make a difference. There's something and maybe it won't make a difference that day, but somebody else will hear it. Somebody else will hear it. The yeah. message gets further. What office are you running for, Frank? Town Council, town council. in uh, the township of West Milford. Well, you know that makes an awful lot of sense because that's a winnable election too. You know, I mean, for the most so. part, for the most part, when uh, when I ran as a Green Party candidate for U.S. Senate, I mean, U.S. Senate. You know, I, mean, <laughs> I voted for you. My, I did too. <laughs> my, my first run for public office. You know, I, I realized that election day was the least important day of the campaign. You know, the the most important day were, were the days that I was out talking to people that right. I would not have had the opportunity to speak to about the issues that were important to me, like drug policy reform, right. universal health care, and getting money out of politics. So, you know, I mean, uh, but, but your, your, you know, focus uh, can really actually bring about positive results and actually win elections. So, you know, you think I'm small optimistic. at first. You've got to think small at first, uh, Mike, but God bless you, and I, I wish you all the luck in the world. Thank you so much, Ken. You're an inspiration. Keep, keep up the good fight, guys. Yeah, see you next time. Yeah, we'll be here. <laughs> you know, I, 
I started my, my drug policy reform efforts uh, with a term paper that I wrote in, as a senior at Trenton High School in 1966. So I think that really uh, this is my 50th year as uh, you know, working for drug policy reform. Wow. That's a big number. You gotta be old to say something like that. <laughs> wow, you're old. Yes, I am. Hey, old people smoke pot too. That's right. Barely. No, no age discrimination. Well, you know, marijuana really helps with the problems of aging like no other drug. I cannot dab you. And guys. you know, may I say, everybody, uh, thanks for showing up. Thanks for making today the success it was. The right amount of respect, the right amount of fun. Yeah. It's uh, it was a good blend today, yeah. and you all showed up on a weekday. That counts double. So, and th thanks to the state police too for um, yeah the, uh, for being the, well, supportive and understanding you know the issues involved with a with a big demonstration like this. And well, it's always been a a, a good relationship mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. with uh, the state police who are here yeah. to protect us as well. Because right off, if somebody came up and started bitching at me and trying to hit me, I'm going to the state police because <laughs> I need help. But that, as it is, the requests are never um, burdensome or out of line. And right. uh, I, like I always do, I tell them I appreciate uh, what they do. And then they say, we're just doing our job. And then I say, there's different ways to do your job. Thank you for the way that you do your job. Well, and, you know, point, I mean yeah. that. They know yeah. that. And I'm not just saying it because they're over there. They know that. I say it all the time. Yeah. How did it work out with that group uh, for minimum wage this morning? Were they here? Did they show up? Yes, they had a permit for the other side of the street. Oh, they did get a permit. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but did we not go to the health department once two years ago because this was taken and there's like something going on at the annex and we couldn't get a permit for across the street? No. We were told, no. we were told two years ago that they don't issue permits across the street. So we found out a couple of weeks ago that they do, yeah, which I, gives us a third option. Only our problem would be we're amplified, and if we were opposite somebody else, it was amplified. So they, they did. They had a good demonstration across oh, the street okay. and uh, came by and worked with Lefty on the proper volume over here, and Lefty was very good, uh, you know. Okay. acquiescing yeah. to Excellent. what they needed. Excellent. Well, they were recording some things, too. Mm -hmm. And uh, we do have some volume here. So that worked out pretty well. Good. But they don't allow um, separate groups to have separate demonstrations in the same permit area, um, w whether or not it's okay with the groups. Oh, you mean that so they couldn't? Yeah, so I said it was okay, yeah. and uh, Stapley said no go. Yeah. And that's fine. Again, there's a learning process for us in the third year, making sure we know uh, where we can and where we can't. So yeah, sure. we're working on it. Lefty, are you wrapping up while I'm podcasting? Is this what it looks like when I start picking up early? No, we're performing a song. You're going to play a song? There's going to be a song performed live, and I'm looking for a, um, a cable. Song performed live here or somewhere right else? Right here, right here as we speak. Really? Yeah. You're awesome. Gonna, you're not going to ask me to sing. Okay? <laughs> look, he said, I'm not doing it. <laughs> Don't look at me. <laughs> Introducing Jason Arnold, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what will you be singing today, Jason? What are you singing, Jay? <laughs> I, think, I think somebody else sings that song, too, you know? He's not here, unfortunately. Where's Ed? What happened to Ed? He's uh, he's not here. 
Oh, he's not. I'm, I was, the, I was one of the last people to find out. It was a child custody uh, oh. non-payment. Ah, please. But it was yeah, getting a, 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 a kind of a bullshit ticket that then, when he went to take care of that, was told we have a warrant. And uh, I don't know what the money situation is, so he's not here. I guess that's... Uh, so it's debtor's prison, huh? That's, yeah. Uh, boy, well, I thought we did away with debtor's prison. I don't know. That's pretty much I, what I, it is. I can't see the benefit of... Well, I've got to tell you, I, I, I find it mildly disturbing that a man is going to be in jail for child support, lack of payment, the same week that his one-year-old grandchild died in a home accident. Yeah. It just seems like a lot for one person to have negatively in one week. and uh, But he did make sure we had the chance to come out here yeah. and uh, do this. He made sure it happened. Uh, I would imagine it would happen anyway. But as always, if something's going on with cannabis in Trenton, Weedman, a.k.a. Ed Fortune. Notice how I a.k.a. his real name. I don't a.k.a., you know. In other words, prefer you call him Weedman if you don't mind. New Jersey Weedman. But if it's going on in Trenton and it has anything to do with cannabis, you can pretty well guess that it started with him if it didn't start with the Coalition for Medical Marijuana in New Jersey, a 501c3 nonprofit <laughs> corporation. Good send him to stay in New Jersey for a decade. Well, that's pretty good. Good segue. Yeah. Shameless. The pivot. I learned that from politicians this year. You know, it doesn't matter what you're asked, you pivot to what you want to talk about. And we are good at that. So how are all these people going to fit down at the joint? you got like a 1,000 people here. Okay. Well, listen, you're going to have to do – we've got to sign off the way we always do. Would you uh, do the, uh, the ode to whatever it is we do? What time is it? Uh, well, it's, it's about a, 20 of 5. I mean, soon enough. It, it doesn't have to be necessarily the last thing you do. It's just uh, – I think it's very fitting and appropriate, especially since we found out that what he says is inscribed on the – uh, war Memorial uh, war Auditorium. War. Actually, <laughs> literally, I never get Hold to up. say literally where it's literally, literally, literally written in stone. Um, are we going to end the show now? or that's no, Well, it? no, you know, uh, no, let's end it with a happy song, but do this first. Hmm. Got to have funny yeah. roofer man one more time at the end of the show, but you know, you want to get the memoriam out of the way. Uh, no, I, I want to end it. I always, you want to end it with we that? We have, have to end it like that. We have to end it like no that. No funny reefer man? We can do the funny reefer man now. Do whatever you yes, want let's do, let's do that now, could yeah. we? This, I, I got to tell you, this song is impossible not to move when it's on. I mean, there's something wrong if you don't want to move, or possibly you can't move. I mean, I guess, I guess Cheryl wouldn't have been moving to it. Um, but she'd be laughing at me because it's like that Robert Klein, the old comedian who had this, I can't stop my leg, you know, like the, he would play the harmonica and he couldn't stop his leg and he wouldn't. There it goes again. Well, I feel like that because if we follow you, the memoriam with this, I feel so bad because I, I'm so happy when that song's on. I feel like dancing. I feel like Chuck Barris at the beginning of the gong show when he would come out and do his little dance with the funny, funny reefer man. And um, whose version is this? This isn't Cap Calloway. You got a, a really stepped up. There it is. This is for all the people who showed up today. Old Cap Calloway song, redone to perfection, called Funny Reefer Man. 
And if this doesn't make you move, you're not listening, or there's something wrong with you. Reefer man. One, two, three, four. Woo! Woo! Cap Calloway, the original stoner. Everybody know when the next woo is coming up to anyone's gonna woo with me, but probably not. Gets high, flies through the sky. Funny reefer man. Funny, funny reefer man. Funny, funny. That's twice as funny. It's just plain funny. Funny, funny, funny reefer man. Three funnies? Woo! 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 That's it, man. As in William Haney. Woo! Yeah. All right, one more song. And then uh, I think we're going to have a live performance here, but I'm not sure where he went. Yeah, what up with that? Where is that? Because uh, we're going to break down soon. No live performance. Good boy, don't ever play with guns. I shot a man in Reno. 
Folsom Prison Gangster. Folsom Prison Gangster. Easy E, Johnny Cash, DJ Top Cat. There you go. You happy now? It's, it's a banging tune. Check it out. I like it. I like it. I'll see you down there.
Hello. Oh, where are we? Wait a second. Rap music video? I thought you said it was a tap music video. Close enough. Which just might be good enough. With the close enough wager, you win when you match the numbers in exact order or if any or all of your numbers are one digit off. Ta-da! I'm a dancer and a play slip. Love the water. 
rights at teamacross.com. Kyle Moore, got any closing words, Kyle? Any closing words for the ceremony today? You're, you're in stripes, dude. Dude, you're in stripes. How appropriate that you're in stripes, Kyle. Why are you in stripes? Can you tell me why you're in stripes at least? I want to know why you're dressed like you're in prison. Please explain yourself. I think in the last 50 years, 10 million plus people have been arrested, so I wanted to represent everyone who's ever been arrested in the drug war and specifically for marijuana and nonviolent crimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's a shame. Damn shame. God damn shame. That, that, it, unfortunately, it fits you very well. It looks like uh, you'll, you'll fit right into those prison clothes. You being yeah, a it's going to be my everyday look, I think. I mean, the looks I get on the street are pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, Especially with a joint in your mouth. Yeah, and one in my pocket, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that would be me. So, everyone, please clean up over there because we want to leave everything nice and sparkly. Uh, and, yeah, please do that. <clears throat> well, <clears throat> thanks for listening, everybody. I want to thank our uh, sponsors, MagicalButter.com, Medical-Freedom.com. Actually, I have a theme music for that somewhere. We should do it the right way. We close the show every, every week. We're here every Thursday. And uh, Kyle, you, you should come by on Thursday. Oh, I'm, I am officially unemployed, so I will be coming every oh, Thursdays now. And I yes. guess I'll come in the prison uniform. So There you go. Hopefully, free weed man. Free the weed man. Free the weed man. Free the weed man. So thank you, MagicalButter.com. Kyle, I'll be so happy to see you on Thursday. And I want to smoke with you. I didn't smoke with you today, did I? No. I'll, smoke you with, I'll smoke with you at the Weed Man's. All right. Gotcha. MagicalButter.com. At the touch of a button, enjoy great tasting healthy foods or make natural skincare products. Magical Butter makes your recipes better. Brownies, cookies, smoothies, sauces, soups, veggies, candies, salad, dressings. I always, get stuck on, I always get stuck here on salad dressings. Why? why? Why can't I get past that salad dressing? Something about tossed salad. I don't know what it is. I can't get past that. Kyle, have you ever had tossed salad? No? Well, Magical Butter makes a great salad dressing for your tossed salad, and uh, you might like it a lot, even in prison. Seafoods, marinades, meats, beverages, lotions, salves, much, much more. Butters, tincture, peanut oil, corn oil, olive oil, coconut, sunflower, grapeseed, avocado oil. It does it all, folks. Magical Butter uses our exclusive technology to extract botanical nutrients. Cannabis. They will take your cannabis and make cannabis oil for you. None of this crap about lemoncello. I'm not going to bullshit you about a marinara sauce. Make some weed, man. Take the magical butter machine and put some weed in there. Take an ounce of dank fire and stick it in that magical butter machine. Thank Aaron Angel, too. <laughs> what do you know about dank fire? Dank fire? Yeah. <laughs> what you know about dank fire? <laughs> This sounds like a good name for a song, Dank Fire. Dank Fire! No. I want some Dank Fire! Dank Fire. Tincture. He's like... Eat to treat. Eat to treat. Makes oils, butters, salves, Are tinctures. you going to the joint? 
We're going to the joint. Oh man, can you say that into that mic? That'd be great. I would love to hear that. It's it comes 98% TH, uh, CBD per gram, 0.001% THC for uh, people with VA contracts, and uh, it's in vegetable glycerin. Uh, terpenes added to it, no PG, none of that. World Hemp Supply. Yeah, yeah that sounds uh, sounds like the ratio that. Uh, is somewhere around what helps uh, epilepsy yeah. and seizures. I would love to put this in a magical butter machine. I would. I will try anything. Yes, sir. Okay. All right. Just put it wherever. There you go. All right. I have a high tolerance. I'm warning you right now. Yes, I've taken CBD. This tastes lovely. Is this gu uh, guava or something? What's in there? Say, say it in the mic. What's Pure pharmaceutical grade vegetable glycerin, uh -huh. uh, sweet orange essential oil terpenes, organic, mm. and uh, the CBD crystals. Wow, I'm starving. Mm. Full spectrum, so it's technically hemp. It still has terpenes in tech, so it's still a full okay. spectrum industrial hemp product. I got a buddy who grows hemp in Colorado. He's allowed to grow CBD only. Okay. It's pretty cool. Yeah, we were out in Colorado in October. We nice. was at, you ever hear a whole uh, whole hemp company? Uh, no, but they yeah. had 160,000 pounds. Wow. This year they're gonna have two million pounds. Two all, million pounds, all Jim. sun grown. What's that? What would you do with two million pounds? What would I do with it? Yeah, spread it around. People could use it. Save plenty for myself. Yeah. Okay. Uh, enough for two lifetimes for myself in case I underestimate. I, I ask everyone to give 10% to the sick kids. Donate 10%. Oh, donate every, you know, yeah. it's like you can't take it with you. You know, you want to use up your toys like on the last day of your life, you know? <laughs> yeah. Time it right so you die right after exactly. you're done. Yeah. 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 Wow. You save a little bit for that day. Make it perfect. Well, so what about the uh, invocation? Uh, the uh, Yes. Thank you. What's your name? Absolutely, Adam. Adam. Thank you, Adam. Thank you so much. I'm going to keep your card here handy. This is going to go on top of my pile now. Well, that's, that's, okay, I got you. Yeah, yeah, awesome, dude. We started getting a lot of sick kids, so we started to the point where we actually gave a 45% discount. Okay. Know, if you have some kind of illness, just because we have a lot of people on disability and the fixed income, so they can't, they're afraid right. to spend the money. We do a Hemp for Vets Indiegogo campaign, where we supply vape pens, uh, vape pens for vets at cost, so people donate cool. the cost. And, yeah. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. You guys it. have a good day. You too. All right. Uh, Medical-freedom.com, get your uh, flags with an L from William Haney, medical-freedom.com. Joan Ford's son, who's, uh, who's going to be putting out that book very soon. And uh, I want to thank um, our refugees. I'll give a shout-out to our refugees. Vi uh, Vivian Wilson, Sarah Estrella, Diane, Claudia, JacksonStorms.com, NewJerseyWeedMan.com. SativaCross.com, C-M-M-N-J.org. That's the Coalition for Medical Marijuana, New Jersey. JacksonStorms.com, DavidVersusAutism.com.org, sorry. DavidVersusAutism.org. Jenny's Purple Ribbon Journey, Jenna's Journey, Prayers for Pete, 
prayers for Sarah, Tuffy's fight. And then there's the patients who didn't make it who are still waiting for their access to cannabis. Patients like Cheryl Miller who got me started in activism and, and really affected me. It's Jim's wife, ex-late uh, wife. Sabina Rose, Joanna. She died under Christie's watch. She died under John O'Brien's watch. That's blood money, as far as I'm concerned. That's, that's your blood money, ladies and gentlemen. Sabina Rose is blood money. Gracie from Pennsylvania. Marie from Pennsylvania. Cindy May. Oh, I forgot to say a shout out to Legalize for Lorelei. Uh, Dana and the governor and a lot of the girls sitting together the other day. It was amazing. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, we always end the podcast with this. It's very serious. As much as we like to joke around and have fun, we always end it with a serious note because it is a very serious thing because one out of ten patients die every year. One out of ten. One out of ten. Next year, one out of ten patients that are alive now will be including in our memoriams. That's just so many. So we'll be back tomorrow here in front of the State House. <clears throat> Come back tomorrow. We'll be smoking right over there again. Yeah, same, same time, same station. Well, you're a patient. I'll, I'll be legally medicating. Well, he's legally your patient, so you get to do that. So why don't you close it out with your Again, what do, what do we call this? This the is the Ode of Remembrance. Ode of Remembrance, and if, if I'm not mistaken, it was first uh, World War II veterans. World War I. World War I veterans. Um, this was written for them, but it applies to victims of the drug war and everybody uh, that we need to remember. So we can fix what we need to fix. Anyway, thanks. See you tomorrow. They shall grow not old as we that are left grow old. Age shall not weary them, nor the years condemn. At the going down of the sun and in the morning, we will remember them. We will remember them. <laughs>